it and I tell you what else I tighten my belt for I beg for help Foolish pride is what held me together Through the years I wasn't felt Which is why I ain't never played myself I never ask for nothing I don't do Tighten my belt for a beg for help. Foolish pride. Big Ren. <laughs> I've been in the zone for the past four minutes. Man, it sounds like it. Dang. I've been, I've been getting it, man. You ever. Man, uh, I, I wasn't going to interrupt you. Listen. You didn't have to stop. I, I was, was going to rock out, man. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude. Man, no, it would have been rude of me to interrupt. <laughs> Yeah, man. Was, uh, like, yeah. Like, you know, you, know, you ever been waiting on a phone call and like they finally call and then, like they're talking to somebody else? What if you answer? It's like, right. damn it, interrupt <laughs> them. I've been waiting on their call, but right, right. I can't tell you to stop talking. I was waiting on your call for this whole fucking time. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, man. You ever, uh, you ever, you ever partake in Jay Z's "Justify My Thug" from the Black album? Uh, I've actually, I think the only times I've ever listened to Jay-Z was whenever I was in your in your little green car. True. I was about to say, you probably, say you probably might indulge with me on a, on a, a random uh, random night in the hometown. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure why so. that, that song old, was in my head, but yeah. Big old booklet of CDs you had. Yes, yes. They're still in my trunk. I don't know what to do with them. Um, you know what I might do? I might like Man, throw them. Say it again? Are the cases like long gone? Um, dude, they might be. I don't know where the cases are. I think they really might be gone. But for a lot of them, I put the booklets in there with the CD. Oh yeah. For for That's a lot, what, yeah. Of them. I knew I knew a couple of to do that. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm definitely missing a lot of booklets. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was an that art was, form, man. That was always the cool, like literally, like no bullshit. Like if you had a big old CD binder in your car. You just had CDs up in there, like you can't really like tell, like you, like if you're just like if you pass the book to somebody, you say you'll pick something. Yeah, like, they can't really tell like what they're picking without seeing the cover. Yeah, you know that's what I miss yeah. about CDs too, like the CD art, not necessarily like the cover of the album, but like what the CD looked like. Yeah, yeah. That's probably like, like, like that's if I see like a cool ass vinyl, I don't even know who the fuck it is. <laughs> it is like, it's like damn, I'm gonna get that because that looks mm. rad. <laughs> and it could be complete trash. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I remember, like every Outcast CD had like a, a naked woman on the CD. Like oh, yeah. not, not necessarily the, the the cover art, but the CD had a naked woman on it every time. And I'm like, um, I got to be careful uh, pulling this out. I'm 12, <laughs> trying to listen to Stankonia. <laughs> like shit. Did I lose you? Uh-oh, I lose you? Yeah, no, I had... Yeah, yeah, I had, I had to switch to 4G. Okay, I lost it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. What was the last thing you heard? Yeah, we were talking about titties out on uh, on CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I love the paraphrasing. Um, Yeah, Outcast, man. Had a naked woman on all of these CDs. I'm trying to be 12 years old, listening to Stankonia. Trying to listen to it for the, art, for the, for art, the artistic exploits. And, you know, parents, they don't really... They don't care about all that. Yeah, I know. Every time, like, I'd go to like a CD store with my mom and dad, like, mm-hmm. I'd pick something out, and then most of the time, I'd be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, right, <laughs> getting this one. 
<laughs> bro, I remember, I remember I got in trouble in like, uh, it was, was it elementary school, middle school, but we had like a field trip and I would always take like old WWF magazines. Oh yeah. And so now me, listen, I'm 11, 12, however old I am. I'm just trying to read. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't I can't help if there's if 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 I'm reading page thirteen, I can't help that if on page twelve is a is a picture of Sable sabling. You got you Meryl, you brought the Divas edition just on the rings, I bet. Every listen every like, oh, he's got it. <laughs> right, right. And listen, every every edition had something in there. Like, listen, I'm just trying to recap on the pay-per-views that I was too poor to buy, okay? Can I just, can I just, <laughs> reading is fundamental, dude. Let me, let me just. Yo, those magazines were spicy back in the day. Dude. Yeah, man. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that all, like, uh, Vince Russo that started the it. magazine before he even got on? Yeah, he, well, he didn't start it, but he became, like, the editor, and, you know, when everybody was, uh telling their teacher to suck it yeah he was the guy in the magazines <laughs> editing everything bro i remember i had a uh austin 316 lanyard and i didn't even have nothing attached to it i was just wearing it <laughs> you just wore the lanyard <laughs> bro and i went to a private school and they told me i couldn't wear it because like because Blasphemy. i had some john 316 i was like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep, you was blaspheming wearing that blasphemy around your neck i gave him a fucking suck it nah i bet <laughs> <laughs> I bet and that was a, that was your last day at that school. <laughs> it might have been. That might have been why I went to Edison. <laughs> oh shit, man! Then I met, then I met Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Austin died for your sins. <laughs> Sent you to Edison. How's your spirits, man? What's going on with you, player? Pretty good, man. Uh, yeah. Been been busy all week. Fucking. Yeah. Been uh, talking to my T-shirt guy, getting everything lined up. Supposed mm. to meet up this weekend. Going get to get to hit the road this weekend. I haven't yeah, hit the yeah. road since February, so I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to that. See some people. Yeah, yeah. Sell some shirts. <laughs> get this empire going. You know. That's a fact, man. I'm hitting the road as well, man. My first uh, first show in a uh, city I live in now. And uh, excited. Uh, no, I never get excited anymore. Um, I'm, I'm actually excited for a show next week, which I'll mention in a bit here. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, for one, like, yeah, my spirits are a little higher, but, like, I'm still, like, very paranoid. Like, I'm, I'm paranoid, let's be honest, to leave. And I'll be done around midnight. I still got to break down. So I'll be on the highway at 2-something in the morning. Um, and also, this Saturday is my birthday. And I'm going to be working on my birthday. <laughs> well, that's what Which, happens when we get older. Yeah, well, and, and it's happened before, but, like, I took off from my birthday back in January. But, uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Call it a crisis of leadership. What's, uh, what, what kind of show are you doing? Like a wedding? Yeah, it's a wedding. What? Yeah, it's a wedding. It's a wedding. Cats getting, getting that's married nice. on my birthday. How many people are there? Um, I don't know. I'd have to check. I gotta check again. I want to say around one fifty or slated to be there, but they like at I mean, the actual wedding for the reception. Um, you know what? So like, <laughs> typically, cause like our our client base is like ninety eight percent white, right? Oh, so yeah. like for white weddings, like if you were at the reception, you were at the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. so so both. 
Um, Mexican weddings, it's it's anything goes. <laughs> it's anything goes. Yeah, I was I was actually supposed like I was invited to a wedding uh, uh, that was going on this weekend actually, um, and they were told they could only have <clears throat> they were told they could only have fifty people there at the ceremony. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I went ahead and told the girl. I said, "Hey, it's no big deal. Like, if, if you got to give my seat up to like family, you know." Right. I mean, your catering is gonna be unseasoned anyway, so I can stay home. <laughs> no, no, I'm, dude, that shit's gonna be fire. Actually, yeah. If it's if it's who I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she already told me what all they're gonna have and everything, and I, I'm kind of upset that I'm gonna miss it. But I gotta get these shirts. True, true, so. true. Oh, okay, so it's the same day you're going to get the shirts. I was gonna say you could uh you could pop in there like your name was uh <laughs> Juan Pablo, <laughs> Ren, uh, Ren, Ren Pablo, the, like the reception or whatever, like the right. after party or whatever that shit yeah, is. Yeah. True, but yeah, yeah. like yeah, bro, they gotta wear masks during the fucking ceremony and shit. Really, I should probably bring a couple, but I might mess up my mic work. I just mm-hmm. actually got some. Yeah, it took two months to get here, so I, mean, I guess like I don't. I mean, I guess I could still need them now, but I oh, guess you I ordered one. Like, you ordered them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could actually put my shades on and still breathe the shits, and the motherfuckers don't get fogged up. So pretty, they're pretty nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta make your fashion statement. You gotta be mobbing. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, I got like a big box provided by the company, so. That's whatever, good. I just throw them on, man. I just, whatever. They uh, they definitely are wearing their masks um heavily, like here versus where I left. Um, oh, sure. So, yeah, not as uh, you know, the I mean, of course, it's not hitting the the, the news headlines as heavy as you know other things going on, but yeah, man, there is still a pandemic going on technically. Yeah, uh, technically, yeah. Even though we're in our phases, and uh, even though you know bigger uh. Bigger pressing issues got people out in the streets. Um, even at the rally I was at, like we were all wearing masks. <laughs> like, we were, you know, six inches away from each other, but like everybody had a mask on. So um, it's funny I've seen like I mean, and, you know, like I, I I do truly believe there is a pandemic or whatever the fuck going mm-hmm. on, but like that all these people were pissed about uh, these big ass parties they were having at the Lake of the Ozarks on Memorial Day. Yeah. And I saw a little bit about that. When was Memorial Day? Like the 25th or something? Yes. No, that was a a Monday. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a Monday because Memorial Day is on a Monday. So, yeah, that's it. I haven't seen any other new cases pop up over there since then. Yeah. Just saying. (laughs) Well, it's, um, like I said, it's not being reported as heavily, but, like, I could totally see, like, let, let, I could totally see, like, let fall come or let late summer come. With you know all you know the rallying and the protesting, like and you know they've been you know they they've been they've been funny with the numbers anyway as far as yeah as far as COVID related deaths like yeah. if you you could have died from 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 something else but if you had COVID they're gonna call it COVID related death but I could totally see like you know an uh, uh, influx in COVID related numbers that they're gonna somehow tie to protesting and all of this and all of that. Um, oh, yeah. So I mean, I'm, I, it, uh, I, the the jig is up, man. Cat cats yeah. can see, right? <laughs> you know, cat cats can see. Uh, well, most cats, most cats can see, but you know, not everybody can see. Um, so, but it might be selfish of me to say, but it better not fuck up that festival I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> 
a little, little bit selfish, yeah, but I feel you. I mean, listen, listen, listen. I mean, listen, my birthday is this Saturday, right? So if y'all hear, if you listen to this the day that it drops, like like a like a great supporter, my birthday is tomorrow. And back in March, I was like, shit, man, I really hope this don't blow my birthday. <laughs> See, you know what I'm saying? Because I got plans to, uh, you know, hit the streets for a couple of days, man. Um, make some make make some runs, hit the road, see some people. Um, for a couple of days before I get back to it, I, I wouldn't even. I I definitely wouldn't call it a vacation. Um, I was offered to go on a vacation, but it, it was it was too soon. It was too soon. Uh, some of the homies actually offered it to uh, um, invited me to Denver at the end of this month, but too soon. I got a lot of stuff to uh, to really. You know what I mean, get in soon. You know what I mean, beginning this new phase of the career and just you know personal and professional. So I got to get right. Got to make sure I stay right. Shit, I wish I had a motherfucking passport. You know, you know how much it costs to fly to Italy right now. Hmm. <laughs> like they're paying for half your fucking plane ticket and for your hotel. Damn, really? Yeah, like hmm. eight hundred bucks round trip. Okay. I need a vacation. <laughs> I hear man, you. Yeah. I hear you, man. I do need to plan one. Like I mean, shit, I've been on here. I told you I need a vacation. I need to cry. I need some good sleep. I don't know where that nah. vacation's gonna come from, but. Just gotta, you know what I'm saying, take a take a couple days for me. Um you know, and then come back and get back at it and uh, you know, plan some uh, for later this year or sometime soon. So it is what it is, player. You you were speaking of Denver. I think I think Colorado would be pretty tight in the summer. The weather, um bec- Go ahead. No, I was just saying when it's not like fucking ridiculously like <laughs> cold and snowing all the time and shit. Probably tight. True, yeah. And we got a uh, my company has an office um, in Denver, and so this is like when they really get really busy because it's so beautiful out there as far as the weather goes. You know, really, really uh, uh, manageable temperatures for our client base. <laughs> Free, I just let that sit there. Um, hell, that's the shit I told you last year. You know, I, I saw my well, I didn't see her faint. But uh, I definitely saw her get, you know, <laughs> wheeled off in the amber lamps. Uh, that was about a, that was about a hundred and three degree day. You know what I'm saying? So I've been that. in a hot wedding. Yeah, listen. It was yeah, it was down there in Tampa, and mm. it was like in September, and it was oh my god. Mm. We were we were standing on the beach, bro. We were all wet, just from sweat. <laughs> right. We were wet, bro. So, <laughs> relax. <laughs> <laughs> relax, hey, relax, ate. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, I mean, shit. Imagine, you know, lifting uh, fifty-pound speakers and carrying them multiple ways with stands, and and yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a wild time. It is a wild time with a shirt inside. You got any shows coming up where like you gotta have like some like where some somebody gets like shadow you? Like, um. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> are, you, are you about to put him to work? Um, yeah, I'm not shit. I'm not about to be lifting shit by myself. They, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I I gotta build up my I gotta build up my team. I gotta build up my staff, so they gotta see me, um, be be the best that I can be. I mean, just by default, I'm the best. I'm the best DJ in the region. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By default, not only you know, not only because I'm the only one for my staff right now, but also when I build my staff, I'm still gonna be the best. I have to teach them everything. You know what I'm saying? You got these territories. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Listen, 
I just uh, listen. No back talk. Just get it done. <laughs> Bro, I had to reject my first applicant yesterday. I wanted to ask you about that, but I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing interviews, and there's something, <laughs> there's there's certain red flags that you just can see in a person. And, you know, one one um, just had to do with some of the, you know, just our, our inner structure of how we, you know, go about our paperwork. Um, the other one was, you know, I was asking <laughs> one of my applicants, like, what they're, you know, looking for, you know, what they're looking to get out of this job. And, you know, one applicant, he was like, you know, I uh, I, I want I'm, I'm working on my my DJing craft. Um, I've got a daughter on the way. So, I mean, I want to. You know, take on extra work that I believe in that is, you know, one step close to a dream and also support my family, which mad admirable. Right. Yeah. definitely. And then the other dude was like, well, you know, I mean, it looks like a good way to meet chicks. I do. I was waiting on that one. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yo, yo, nah, this ain't going to work, dude. You got to. Yo, you said what? How much longer did that interview last after you said that? Well, I interviewed him. To, I interviewed him together. I interviewed him together. So that was just like the first thing. But like as the interview went on, it was just, there was more and more. I was like, nah, I can't. I can't have this dude on my team spoiling my team like that. So, um, yeah, man, yeah, man. Um, I didn't exactly tell him, nah, you ain't get it. But there was certain you know company lingo uh, that I had spot open. Say what? You say what? We'll call me. We'll call you back. <laughs> Got a spot. Yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna run through everything and uh you know we'll, we'll reach out to you by Friday and let you know. Um yeah, so I couldn't have that spoiling. But yeah, man, yeah, it's um it, it is an interesting it's an interesting line of work. Uh holding holding lives in my hands and uh helping them, you know, reach different goals and dreams. It's really interesting. It really is so far. I couldn't imagine actually interviewing somebody like for a job like yeah. me giving an interview because like, yeah. like you know me <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I do I do <laughs> I feel you man but you know and I imagine anything that you would be the top man for like you would want to bring you that energy of fun but also let them know like this is a professional setting yes which is what I'm about like I, I keep it light I keep it loose um, you know, and, but like, don't tell me that you want to join my team so you can meet chicks. Yeah, bro. Like, what are you thinking, dog? Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, nah, homie. Like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> like, bro, like, like, you know, like I didn't get off work till like almost an hour away last week. Yeah. And like, it was hectic. And the same person I was working with last week, last week I had to, fu- I, 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 just, I was just fed up. Yeah. I finally had to tell them, like, what the fuck they were doing wrong. Like, no holds barred because it's been happening for so fucking long. I work with that same person tonight. Yeah, we didn't have it. any problems. Okay. Yeah. You was on you it. You know. But, I mean, but there was an extra person back there helping. But I could tell <laughs> that they... But I could tell the person I yelled at last weekend that they were trying they harder learnt. than the week before. They learned. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, they, yeah, they got learned. <laughs> I'm not going to front, man. Like... The the job of DJ, especially if like any fellow DJs are listening, shout out to DJ Reed City. I know he he uh, he, he tunes in on a regular to semi regular basis. Um, but like, yeah, the idea of being a DJ, you got to get rid of a lot of cats who just like the idea of it and like, yeah. oh, it's a sexy job, it's a sexy title. Um, like, like they think it's all about them, but like it's not even about you at all. It like, ain't. It's about, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's not just like my gig is not just like press play and do music. Like I got an eight hour job of of making sure an entire wedding and reception go well. And well, not to not to mention if there are other shows. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, what? You're the backbone of the wedding, bruh. I'm the whole spinal cord out that bitch, bro. <laughs> All the way, like you're the brain, all the way down to the uh, down to the, the ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, the brain to the ass. Um, <laughs> next week, I'm actually kind of looking forward to because, um, how do I want to how do I want to put it? It'll it'll well, it'll be fun. So the bride is actually a sorority sister of a lady I used to date. Oh, and. Uh, and me and her have a like we have a cordial we have a really cordial uh, I, hell I've been on this mic mad time talking about how I like to keep a really cordial relationship with with people I've spent that kind of time with this was back at least 10 years ago uh, we actually talked today funny enough um, she doesn't know that I'm DJing her friend's wedding because that's just a surprise I want to keep but um, right on. you know what I'm saying but it'll be a good time to really like be around a bunch of familiar faces that had, you know, different feelings toward me 10 years ago, but like, you know, rocking out for her big day. And yeah, man, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to mean a lot. A lot, a lot of the crowd that's going to be there is a lot of the crowd you used to see when you was working the doors at Gatsby. Oh, shit, for real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, it's, oh, uh, shit. Actually, like, hold on. I want to, like, I th- like I don't know, but I feel like one of the homies might be there because really? we were talking about bachelor parties. Yeah. One of them was saying that he won't be able to go to the bachelor party this weekend or next weekend because of a wedding. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, j- jot a note and uh, shoot me. Do I know him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jot, jot a note. I definitely want. I don't want. I don't want to throw no names on the on the on the wild worldwide net. But I definitely want to. Yeah. Hear who that is later. Absolutely. Oh man, man. yeah, it's gonna be, that's gonna yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it's about this crack. one. It's gonna it's gonna crack. <laughs> it's really gonna crack. <laughs> it's gonna crack. So uh, that'll be. Wait, uh, say what? I'm, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was like, sure. that'll probably be about at least two shows from now. So because next week will be the the backlash recap. So that show wouldn't have happened yet. But uh, oh. show afterward, you know, I, I would have done that by then. And you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, my guy. Um, Man, I I haven't been I haven't been home since February. Yeah, and like that's when like all this shotgun Sunday shit started to pick up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I guess I might get tired of talking to motherfuckers. I go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh listen, man. That's the uh, that's that's the the art of celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Is to. Uh, you know, not just celebrity, but we'll, we'll use that as the analogy. I've, you know, we talked about before. Don't let anyone, don't make anyone feel stupid for caring for you. Oh no, never. You know, do your best to uh, you know satiate their insecurities. But I mean, somebody want to come up and uh, get a get a photo with the legend. You know what I'm saying? I'm always, I'm always down. I'm always down for a picture. Yeah. Like I've been like, like shit, like since. I mean, hell, since, like, like straight up when the homies started dropping, that's when I told all the other homies, like, yo, we got to start getting more pictures. Just that's real. because that reason. That's real. Know? That's real. That's why I feel kind of bad I had to turn down the vacation. Like, I wanted, I really wanted to go. 
Right. Yeah, man, you, you need time for yourself too. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you that's... know what? I, I turned it down because I got to get like my personal professional shit in line, especially with an, uh, I just moved. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd have been good to spend that time. To spend that time, even if their agenda might have been a little different than mine, which I I I, I told them was a little different than mine. So if y'all are listening now, I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not dogging nobody. I've I've said this, but um. <laughs> Yeah, still, still, still. When it was first brought up, this was back when like the pandemic was like a thing, thing. Um, not that it's not a thing, but you know what I mean. And I said, uh, I was like, Nah, I'm out. Like for one, I'm moving. For two, like it's a whole ass pandemic, <laughs> and Denver is not playing. Um, yeah, but now <laughs> you said what? Like, what are we gonna do when we get out there? Like, we should yeah. hang out at the hotel. Like, right. just any of y'all's plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. No, they they definitely they definitely got plans. But as I sit here the day before my birthday, I'm like, yo, let me <laughs> take my clothes off. Ah, <laughs> be somewhere outside. Titties out. Um. So yeah, it's kind of where my heart is, man. <laughs> but uh, what's uh, what else is new your way, man? What's happening with you, player? Nothing, nothing really, man. Just yeah, nothing, nothing too much out of the ordinary, really. Just like I said, just working on these shirts and got. I feel like I've already got like at least half of them sold. So I mean, new shirts will be coming after that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe with the same, maybe with the same design. I've got a couple other designs I'm cooking up. Oh yeah, nah, nah. You can't do the same thing twice. Yeah, like, well, yeah, him with that run. new, yeah, yeah. For the first first two runs, maybe I was thinking about doing the same thing, mm. just because there's gonna like I'm only doing a hundred of the first run. Right, right. I figure, and you know, of course, that's probably more, more maybe more of a behind the scenes talk. But like, I figure, at least you hit him with the first run, and then once you hit him with the second run, the people who missed out on the first run are like, oh shit, he got a different shirt. Let me grab this one, and then the people who got the first shirt is like, shit, he has a different shirt. Let me grab this one. And I like I've even had like some people like some some good homies send me yeah. some design ideas. So I told them said if I do use that design, I'll just I'll shoot you a shirt free. Right. Yeah, you I feel. I we feel. got a website coming up. So yeah, oh, that's in the works, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah my buddy's yeah. Been working on it. That's what's up, that our buddy. Up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brody. We actually, uh, well, we can we can we can shout him out, right? Yeah, Richie. Yeah, shout shout to Richie. Um, I actually did for those who who uh, listened to my podcast before this one, the archive. I actually did a two part, uh, a two episode interview with Richie uh, on the archive. You can find out on the old mixcloud.com slash juve site. Um, great man, doing great things out here, man. Shout to Richie. Yeah, yeah. No, he actually uh, <laughs> hit me up uh, this this past week saying uh, was talking about getting the shit together and stuff like that, and then uh, he also said. Uh, Really like the intro of the last episode. So shout to him. Uh, I definitely appreciate that, man. Um, that was, um, and you know, we talked about it before, but that was a that was really important for the both of us. Yes, really, really important for the both of us, and important I don't think for we've had an episode like that in all seventy-two episodes. That's facts. That's that's super facts. And you know, you know why? It's because I'm like the like downtrodden emotional emo guy. <laughs> And so, like, when it comes to me, even if it was, you know, the subject we were talking about, it probably, for for some of the viewers, it probably just comes off as just more of the same. Like, why is this dude so miserable? Um, 
but you know to I know hear i know that's not true well but... yeah right 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 but i haven't been like funny on social media in like years i'm way funnier in person but like but like for you and the energy that you you know you bring to the show the reason why people love you I think that really only helped, you know, the people who love you love you that much more because you were able to really open that door to not to say that anything you've done or said isn't real, but vulnerable. That's the word vulnerable, not another real, side. but something vulnerable. There's another side. Yeah. 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 Most to see. And, and, I, and to be honest with you, I hope y'all don't see that side of me that much because I mean, that's not something you want to feel. Who wants to go through that shit on the regs? You know, that's real. That's real. That is real. Man. I've already lost. I've already lost a ton of friends. Yeah. You know. I yeah. mean. So. Shit, I'm only 30 years old. I mean, fuck. Yeah, that's real. That is a real thing, man. This this thing called life. This thing called growth. Um, on that note, I have to give an update to yeah. what um you know what was one of the focuses of my conversation last week. Um. I spoke about, you know, a friend that I was kind of on the outs with um, that posted, you know, just some really um, tone deaf. Tone deaf is a really good, good phrase. Yes. Because, you know. Still room room to find that tone again. There's room to find it. But also, you know, we... um, the thing with like racism, let's just take it there, right? The thing with racism is that it's not like it's 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 a really subtle thing along with the overt racism, right? So even if you're not like a malicious over the top like I hate these racist, right? You can still be really tone deaf yes. as to what you're saying. And so the intention of what you're saying it, we always say, listen, it ain't it ain't intention, it's the action, right? So you may not have meant to piss anybody off or hurt anybody, but that don't mean you didn't fuck up. Happened. Right. Yeah. So I spoke about a um, you know, a really close friend of mine who I was kinda on the outs with. And to be quite honest, you know, I spoke about what the 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 our latest issue was, but I, I have to stress the word latest. We were kinda just we were we weren't on the same page for a while. We were just kind of just and, and just just on a different page with each other for a while. So I think that that argument that we had was just a culmination. Just boiled over. It was yeah, you know. Um, but we had a, we we actually spoke on the phone um, a few nights ago. Okay. Um, I I'm hesitating because I don't know if I want to say this or not. I'm I'm gonna say it though. So it was uh it was last Saturday night, um, late at night. I was kind of like in and out of sleep but no i got a text message from my phone or on my phone from from bro um i mean he he was apologizing he was straight up apologizing so he was thinking about it yeah 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 yeah. and the thing is i was too I've, I've like i said we've known each other since we were 13 years old right um and he apologized and so the thing with me is that and this goes out to anybody listening to this who who may not we may not have spoken in a while i may think whatever i think of you i might be disappointed in you i might be angry at you i might whatever whatever um and i may never initiate the conversation because for me if i if i'm wrong and if i owe you an apology you already got the apology you already got it it's not something that i sit on because that eats with me so if if i'm wrong i've already reached out 
if you are wrong and I've determined that I'm not going to initiate contact, I'm not going to initiate contact. However, if you present yourself to me openly and you initiate that contact, I'm I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Fucking right. You know what I'm saying? I have to. It's it's just it's just who I am within me. So you'd be tone deaf if you didn't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, um, yeah, he reached out, and you know, I, I called him a couple days later, and we had a really good conversation. And we ironed out, you know, we we ironed out, you know, where I saw his issue. We ironed out everything, everything that led up to it, um, which which feels really good. I, I I make mention to say that because I was so loud about it last week. Makes um, sense. And because our initial kind of confrontation was loud as well in, in, in a way that I would have never expected. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so, and even then, the reconciliation I made loud as well in the same same place. Um, but, you know, it's important to have those conversations because there are certain, and, and I was saying this, I, I was saying this to him, and I was saying it to another bro that, like, in this world of information, right? If you choose not to know, then you're choosing not to know. Like, this ain't 1995 with Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> we all using Little Richard's internet. We all got the same as Google. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it's a choice to be ignorant. It's a choice of your social media diet. It's a choice to to ingest what you ingest. And so whatever movement you're looking for. So with this movement specifically, right, black lives, there is a certain initiative to my analogy was pulling the thread off a big ass sweater. You got this big, gorgeous sweater and you see like one thread hanging off and that's the impurity you focus on. So you pull at that thread to try to discredit the whole sweater. You ain't gonna have no sweater left. Right. And so that was just kind of the, the point we got to that, like, you know, he had a lot of thoughts and questions, and I answered all of them, some, you know, more emotionally than others. But, like, the point was that, though, if you have a certain side that you're on, you can't play the other team. You can't play, you can't shoot shots at the other basket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're a Laker fan, don't throw on a Celtics jersey. Glad he, I'm glad he was asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and listen, it was it was a we we spoke for like three and a half four hours. It was a really really good talk, um, just about everything. Um, but you know, I said it too, man. There's a certain adamant people. There, there's a certain adamancy. I just made that word up, but you know, people are really adamant about being loud and wrong. Um, I think I think during certain times I can't figure out the two. <laughs> More often than not, they don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, they just do both. You know what I'm saying? And hope for the best, or maybe not even hope for the best. Just what happens, happens. You know? Yeah. But. Well, the initial thought was like, "Hey, well, it's just Facebook." I'm like, "No, it's not. <laughs> there is no Facebook just." Is you, dog. <laughs> yeah, like social media is the Runs news. Our lives. <laughs> it is. It is the news. It is yeah. the newspaper. So it's. That's why I love, you know, Twitter so much, Instagram so much. Why I love social media, because even though it could be a very ashy, evil, ugly, ashy ass place, you can still find the good, find the positive and find the honest in everything. 
might have to dig for it, but it's down there. Right. And might if I reach you... down deep and grab it. Exa- yeah, reach in there and grab it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was a good Easter egg for the long-time listeners. Um, but, yeah, you might have to reach in there and grab it, which might speak to, A, just how the algorithms are set up, or B, and kind of along the same lines, just what you like to flood yourself with before you get to the good shit. So with anything, man, and I talked about this with another bro, just, you know, with with the Black Lives Matter movement, with we had a conversation about like fast food workers and what they get paid with any movement. Right. There's just a certain tendency for people to want to, like, look at the part they don't like. They would rather focus on. Yeah, they'd rather focus on the fast food worker who doesn't give a fuck about his job, who only speaks for five percent of them. Instead of the 95% of fast food workers who are getting that quarter pounder with cheese, hot, fresh, and ready with the right condiments. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good day. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) If you're fucking with that Ronald. uh, Nice caveat there. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening with with this movement. Positive things um, on small scale up to the bigger scale. I mean, none of this shit, the shit that that, that people are fighting for. It's not going to end in our lifetime, but it it it, it has to start. It's, it has to start sometime. Just like we had ancestors, we are somebody's ancestors. So, what side? What side you want to be on? You know what I mean, I hear that, man. It's mm-hmm. it's a long road. We ain't gonna see the end of it. Yeah, you know, we can we can help pave some of that motherfucker though. But uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, and for anybody out there, because this came up too, for anybody out there who's not sure how to help, because, um, you know, I had, a, I had a talk with my sister too. She talked about wanting to, you know, find ways to help more. And, you know, my, my I told her, listen, the ideas will come to you. Like, they'll, they, they'll come to you. Um, but depending on where you are, you know, it, it, the, the first way to help is to not play for the other side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't trying to do shit doing that. <laughs> yeah, don't share that bum ass meme. Don't you know? Ask ask the questions. You know what I'm saying? That's the first way to help is to not shine a negative light, and then everything else. That's a mindset thing, and then everything else will just kind of come your way. However you want to do it, sharing articles, sharing petitions, sharing whatnot. Um, yeah. So I mean, if you if if you whoever's listening, if you're if you're listening right now and you're confused on how to help with any movement. The first step is to not play for the other side. So, don't play for the other side. That might be the title. I mean, like, like what team do you want to win? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because, listen, this thing is a man-made thing, right? Yes. The whole thing is systemic. So, I see, like, people talking about, like, praying. And You ever watch Black Jesus? I've only seen a couple episodes, but, like, I... For some reason, it popped in my head tonight. That little fucking that video that uh, I can't remember his fucking name. The guy that plays Black Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but the video play play LD. Yeah, the guy that played LD. But no, there was a video that came out like over ten years ago. Uh, it was like being the paralegal. Oh shit! I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh my god! No, I guarantee you've seen that shit, bro. Really? Okay. Like, <laughs> for some reason, that shit popped in my fucking head tonight at work. And I just started laughing out loud. That is funny. I'm going to have to see it. There's a video I saw recently where it's him and like two or three of his buddies at a cookout. 
and they invited this random white family to the cookout just to show them like the difference between a cookout and a barbecue. It you guys see it. It's funny. It is funny. Um thinking of this, I think I've mentioned Black Jesus and, and its brilliance before, but it's a very it's a brilliant underrated show. And there's an episode where Black Jesus coaches a youth football team. <laughs> and like everybody is praying. Like everybody's praying. So People and, and they're all praying for like fucked up shit, but they're playing on both. So like people who want, you know, his team to win, people want the other team to win. They're all praying for whatever the reasons that they want them to win. They're all praying. So Jesus is fulfilling all these prayers on both sides. Right. <laughs> and it's just a brilliant way to like. Just to just talk about, you know, what we believe in and how we think things will get done. So, you know, my point is basically, listen, it's 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 a man made thing. We have to literally do things. It's not a matter of just praying it away because people on both sides are praying. People on both sides are praying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, like, so, so y'all are making the motherfucker upstairs. Right. Have to pick sides. <laughs> right. So by that logic. You got God in the middle of a freestyle Friday battle, just waiting for the best double entendre hymns. Like, how you got did, God judging the that. best, judging the best prayer as to systemic racism? I did see a meme. It was a while ago, and it, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with where, what's all going on right now. But it was a picture of God on, a, or Jesus or God, whatever, on his computer saying, "Oh, let me see if the little Johnny with cancer's got enough likes to." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, it ain't, it ain't just that. I don't want to diminish nobody's religious beliefs, but like, yo, do not put I mean, God like, in know, the middle of do, a prayer I do battle. There's something I do believe there is something bigger than us, maybe. Uh. But I don't know if it's specifically what one person says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like mm. yeah, like, I'm not going to talk shit for what anybody believes in. Believe what you believe in. Like what you like, you yeah. know? But if you take a little logic to some things, like, you would have yeah. to see there's a little bit of ridiculousness a, in, oh, in some oh, things. I agree. You know what I mean? 100%. So, you know, everybody tell me God's just going to cure systemic racism if we pray hard enough. So... Because I mean, uh, if, that, if that's like, the case, if that's the case, we've been losing that battle. He <laughs> <laughs> done forgot about us. If anyway, that's the case. <laughs> we've been losing the battle. If that's the case, cat's <laughs> been praying. So whatever, I don't know. Salute, I guess. So, um, it might it might be. A good... I, actually, I think the, I actually think Hulu has Adult Swim on it. So I'm gonna see if they got Black Jesus on there. Yeah, tonight. that's where I watched it. That's where I watched it on Hulu. Yeah. That's why I watched it on Hulu. Um, this might be a good time to transition away from uh, <laughs> away from those beliefs. I uh, want to thank y'all, man, for pressing play on episode 72 of the Hard Camera. T-H-C-L-X-X-I-I and I am your guy, Juve. J-U-V, just under your visual. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, <clears throat> Big Ren. The legendary, and together we are Doom. Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social medias, dog. You got it, amigo. You guys can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at a motherfucker, 
A underscore M A A F H U C K A. Then you can also find me on Snapchat at Moffed Up 316. M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check it out, dog. No doubt, player. You can reach me. Check me out on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno. That's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out Facebook.com slash Juve. There's stuff and things on it. Of course, check out me and Big Ren on the show page, Twitter and the Instagrams, at the hard camera, who to thunk it. There's a live coverage, witticisms, whatnot, a little bit of this, and a little bit of that. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, or probably just a bunch of gentlemen, then again, you are sex symbol, Big Ren. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to us on Spotify. We got a little bit. My man, Clink. (laughs) (laughs) We got a little bit of everything, more than much more than what's on the marquee. Great content, content that we can believe in, content that'll help us pay our bills. We are fucking broke. I'm broke, nigga. I'm. I'm about to start selling t-shirts because I'm (laughs) fucking broke. (laughs) Facts, facts, facts. That's funny. That's funny. They're gonna be tight though. Yeah, so big Ren, this upcoming Sunday, we have got the 2020 edition of WWE. Oh, there's a pay per view this weekend. Man, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, but before we get to that, gotta do a quick recap of NXT's. Oh yeah, we had a pay per view this last weekend. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, NXT Takeover in your house. A uh, quick update on the numbers. As far as the show goes, Big Ren went four for six, taking his new total up to 11 out of 20 for 55%. You got Juve. If you listen to the last show, you could probably gather that I also went four for six. We made the exact same picks <laughs> for this past show, taking my total to 10 out of 20 for 50%. I'm creeping, dog. Man, see, that's the first time I've ever heard that one. I'm lurking. I'm creeping. <laughs> Lurk. Absolutely. Mode engaged. <laughs> engaged. Uh, big Ren, man. How, what'd, you, what'd you think of NXT TakeOver in your house overall? <sighs> mm, that's rare. Okay. Ooh, hit me. It was okay. I mean, yeah. like, it wasn't It wasn't mids, but it wasn't, like, better than mids, but it wasn't mids. It wasn't even <laughs> Pedro. It was just, like, right above... Like, I think it was right under, like, cool. <laughs> Word. Okay. Like, I don't know. It just, like, it was good, but, like. It was some shake. The match. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, shake. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. I like that. It was good, but it was all right. But, like, we got a lot. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of that shit. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn, they made up for it by giving us a lot. That's funny as hell. Damn, that's funny. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat, man. Like, there was nothing. I shouldn't say nothing, but it was, um, it happened. Like, which, for me, it was it was the two matches that we got wrong. Yes. One of those matches was really fire, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the other one was just kind of like. What the The fuck? other one was fire, but, like, I just hated the ending. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. This is not something we're used to saying for NXT. Oh. 
Yeah, I have to ask a couple questions because it was either the last show or the show before where you you explicitly said, "Listen, I'm fucking with AEW." Like you drew the line in the sand, right? Yeah. Is there any is there any AEW bias in in your overall assessment? The only thing I could think of for bias on this would be the barriers they had between the crowd and the in the ring. That plexiglass is kind of bum ass. They paid it off in one match, but it is kind of bum ass, ain't it? But like, well, yeah, like they paid it off for one match, I possibly. But like, what took away from the match mm. was that barriers whenever they're banging on it, and like you can't even like hear the shit talk in the ring or the commentary mm-hmm. during their when they're banging on the fucking glass like a hockey match. Right, right, right. Kind of takes it away for you. Yeah. 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 But that would be it. I feel you. I feel you. I definitely was watching. I was like, listen, that plexiglass is really only there to be different from AEW. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, they may say it's for... You say what? Everybody's tested before they go in. Yeah, they're tested before they go in. They keep talking about COVID, but like, yeah, everyone is tested. And the people in the crowd... (laughs) You say what? There has it. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And plus, everyone in the crowd, it ain't like they're six feet from each other. No. So but, and dude, it kind of made it look like they were all in an elimination chamber pod because they <laughs> were out and they had their own piece of plexiglass. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah, man, I thought it was just you know kind of a kind of a show that happened. I did like the Todd Pettengill, um, Todd Pettengill's cameos. Todd Pettengill is on it, like he no, he, he, never, he never left. He never left. Like he knows the product. And is very confident. Speaking of the product, and he's killing the microphone. Like uh, boy I, is a I pro. That. Yeah, boy is a pro. I like the Adam Cole um, Ico Pro commercial throwback, um, which I thought was kind of kind of fun. There, Adam Cole in the in the performance center uh, with the bell on his shoulder, a la Bret Hart in in '94 uh, or '95. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I like the the Lord Alfred Hayes kind of tribute promotional consideration uh, provided provided by the following. Uh, I did like the promos. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the main show. The promos weren't the main show, though. No. You know? Right, right. The set kind of... Uh, it kind of threw me. Like, it was a little... It was too colorful, I think. Like, it was too colorful. Not in, like, the Firehouse Fun... Firehouse... Uh, or Firefly Funhouse way. But, like... Or you think, like, the color should have been, like, dulled down a bit? Maybe. It took away It took away some of the seriousness for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't. I, I never thought I would ever say that. Like, circus, yeah, circus-ish. I guess yeah. that's even a word. Yeah, in a wrestling show. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so... Kind of take it away from me, but, um, but yeah, man, let's let's kind of run run down it all, man. Uh, We, we start with the six-woman tag. Me and him, uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart defeated uh, Candice LeRae, Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai. Uh, any any takeaways from this match? I'm glad people that won won uh, <laughs> for your for your tally. <laughs> well, no, just just because. I mean, I like that team better than mm-hmm. the heels. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love the heels. Yeah. Not those heels specifically, but I'm I'm a heel dude. Right, right, right. I mean, you're 30 years old. It's 2020. Yeah, it's it's who we are. 
<laughs> I feel you. Uh, um, yeah, I mean the match itself was cool. It was it was inoffensive, solid match. I like how you know it, it served as a way to you know yeah extend Candice LeRae and Mia Yim, which we saw on, on NXT this past Wednesday. But also it seemed to kind of add uh, for one like kind of give like a, a definitive finish at least for the meantime to you know the Tegan Knox Dakota Kai feud while also establishing Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart as a tag team um, as they yeah. get a, as they get a shot next week. Um, so inoffensive match, man. It just, you know, yeah, it was, it was cool. No, 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 nothing to, uh, no, no nits to pick. Keith, Keith Lee's got to, got to get a bit smarter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, hell let's go right to it. Keith Lee defeats Johnny Gargano, uh, to retain the North American championship. Uh, what about Keith Lee has to make him smarter? Uh, well, I mean, it was just really on this past week of uh, NXT yeah. whenever mm-hmm. he flopped on Candice. <laughs> <laughs> and they all thought she was dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And, um, I mean, like, as soon as I seen that shit happen, I was like, fuck, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here yeah. What uh, did you think about the match itself? Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think it was really anything, like, spectacular. Yeah. But I mean, it was good. It was it was hard hitting. Um, we got the right we got the right winner. Think so, Keith Lee retaining. Yeah, I like the uh, you know it's it's really hard to pull off like the uh, the small heel versus the really big baby face. Yeah. Um, oh, big time! You know, because it, it's it's harder to we talked about before. It's harder to be. It's harder to feel sorry for the bigger guy. Um. But they did it well. I think they did it really well in this match. I like the psychology of how he, uh, Johnny Gargano, was working on was it the left arm and the right eye? Yeah, uh, right like, with the keys. yeah, 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 yeah. And so it kind of you know turned back around where uh, there was like a spot in the match where like he caught he caught Gargano's foot, his leg or something. And then um, with his left eye, he pointed at his left eye. Like, yeah, I can see out of this eye. But like, yeah, this, this psychology of it all. Psychology worked for me. Uh, of course, it all built up to the big pounce spot through the plexiglass. That was solid. That was cool. No, that was okay. Um, <laughs> perfectly timed. Perfectly timed uh, work by the cameraman being in the right place at the right time. Um, it's almost like they knew it was coming. That's crazy. <laughs> it's wild, man. That's they, wild, they do a man. fantastic job over listen, there. Listen, man. Listen. That camera crew. <laughs> they are a crew of cameras. I tell you what. I tell you what. Yeah, man. Oh, but, uh. Really solid match from uh, Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano. Keith Lee is uh got a couple people gunning for him, as we'll we'll, we'll talk about here pretty soon. As you know, let's uh kind of kind of transition into it, man. Finn Balor defeated uh, Damian Priest at NXT Takeover in your house. What do you think of that match? Uh, I'm gonna oh, fuck it. It's that match is battling for number two for a match. match of the night. Yeah, well, no, no, like I've already got my match of the night. I mean, like, number two in your match of the night rankings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That gotcha. shit was hard, dude. It, it was It was a great uh, It was a great showcase for, for Damian yeah. Priest. I think it would have, and um, it'll be redundant to say, but I think, you know, all of these matches would have been better in front of a crowd crowd and not like a, hey, clap when the sign comes on crowd. But it was a great showing for Damian Priest, you know, and like he said on, uh, go ahead. No, no, no! I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just saying I think it was a better show actually for Damian Priest than it was for Finn Balor. 
Exactly, exactly. Like he said on NXT, it was about, you know, him uh, building his name. Yeah, he lost, but, you know, win or lose, he came out better for it. And that's why Finn Balor's one of the best performers we got right now. Right. Because he can do that with people. He can make them look fucking great, even if they do lose to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damien Priest, really, uh, Priest really ate those stairs, didn't he? <laughs> oh, God. He really ate, he, he ate those. Um, they yeah. didn't show it. I mean, like they, like they didn't show him hitting the stairs on this this past NXT on the recap. Yeah, 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 yeah. That which smacking, which kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, like yeah, see it live, but like if you're trying to get over how tough he is, like show, show how tough he is. Times, you know, so, that was no bullshit. He yeah. smacked that fucking stairs. Yeah, stairs. he did. He did. But it looks like we're uh, transitioning to uh, Damian Priest and and Cameron Grimes. Who was now one and one with Finn Balor? Finn Balor looks to have his eyes on the North American Championship, which, listen, Keith okay, Lee David and Finn Balor, Goliath. sign me up. Yeah, David versus Goliath, man. I'm, I'm sign totally with that. Me up. So, and along with that, we mentioned you know Keith Lee's got a lot of a lot of a lot of irons in his fire. Pause if need be. Um, clearly, he's not done with Johnny Gargano either. So they've got their eyes on each other. Finn Balor has his eyes on Keith Lee. Keith Lee is going to have a really busy summer. I, I just hope that we don't get like a bunch of mixed match, uh, match. I mean, mixed tag matches. Well, Finn wouldn't tag with anybody. Who would Finn tag with? No, 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 no. no. I'm saying with Gargano, and Candice, and gotcha. Me and Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hell yeah, we just did it on on NXT. I hope they wouldn't just repeat that cycle. Too. I would hope not, but yeah, man, Keith Lee's gonna have a busy summer defending that title. Um, yeah, I'm here for it, man. Sign me up. Sign me up. Um, Karrion Cross defeats Tommaso Ciampa decisively via chokeout. Um, not too much to say about this match, but what you what you think about it? Motherfucker's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and perfect. And I love Champa. You love Champa. Mm-hmm. You know he's just awesome, dude. He, he's a fucking psycho as well. Mm-hmm. But this this was a perfect first big match for Carrion. It, it was a great pass the torch match, and as far as like who's yeah. the real psycho now? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, why not? I mean, who else? Who else better than Champa? Yeah. You know, even if he's gonna take the loss, it, it's, it's not. It didn't hurt him any take that loss this is true he's this still is true. fucking psycho he's Tommaso he's Ciampa still... he's, he's, he's set yeah you can't hurt that character he's bum down the street that you're not <laughs> fuck with <him. laughs> true true enough um, we'll, we'll definitely address Karrion Cross and his next uh, his his next um, where where his path is going Tommaso Ciampa as you saw on NXT he uh, stayed after for a couple hours and decided to leave on his own and, and didn't give any words so, you know, kind of interesting to see where 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 his path takes us. Um, there's there's not too many. Where does he go? You know, where does he go? I know he's working a limited schedule, but as far as you know, just the character. You know, where does the character go next? Well, did you see? It was it was like a year ago, maybe two years ago, where he said that he would retire in NXT. You seen that, right? You remember that? Yeah, and I saw the new recent words too. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't. Fuck, dude! I don't want anybody to get called up to the quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Fuck. It is not a promotion anymore, is it? No, dude. It's a 
Yeah, yeah. Scary. Um, even even NXT seems to have a lot of it. Just it has its NXT ness ishness to it, but it does feel a lot more. It seems like it's 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 lost a little something. Maybe since WrestleMania, uh, maybe it's the lack of crowd. But I'm looking forward to seeing them kind of kind of get back to to themselves. If that if that makes sense. Not that they've completely lost themselves, but get back to themselves. I want to I want to see it get back to the Fight Club ish. And it's going to sound like I'm taking away from all the performers, but like, mm-hmm. it's the fans because those those NXT fans are so fucking dedicated and love it. They are they are diehard fans. Everybody in the fucking Full Sail Arena every Wednesday night yeah. when they had fans, they were fucking loud. They were down. They were down. You know? Do you think... But you got to like, listen to some... Raw or SmackDowns back then too when they had fans. Those yeah. fans were weak. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, you know, I mean, going to full sale every week, there's that certain familiarity. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that there's that homegrown feel like, yo, these are our guys. I see them in the streets. Like, these are people who are, you know, this is a hometown thing. Whereas you know Raw and SmackDown, they're traveling every week. Some areas are just bigger wrestling markets, bigger wrestling circles than others. Um, to where sometimes a fan just is kind of like, yeah, yeah, North Dakota. Yeah, well, I, I've seen so and so. So what? But like people down there in fucking Orlando, they like actually talk to these motherfuckers when they yeah. see them in the streets. Like they have a relationship. They do with these with these people. They you do know? along with the diehardness of it all. Yeah, that's real. That's an understated aspect. I hadn't thought of that before. Like them going to full sale every week. Like that really builds a certain you know personal camaraderie. A personal like they investment. Recognize, they recognize people in the crowd. I'm sure. Week. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yep, yep. And yep. I'm sure those people get pointed at by those performers, and that just makes that fan go even nuttier. You yeah. know. I hadn't thought about that. That's a really interesting thing. Really interesting, intimate thing that they that they do with that crowd. Um, yeah, nothing too much to write about with Karrion Cross and Tommaso Ciampa. I'm not sure what Ciampa does next. Um, Karen Cross with the with the, with the choke out, which is a, I think is a good finish. Um, oh yeah, just, just choke him out. I la kind of John Moxley and Brody Lee to an extent. Um, choke him out, and the, the John Moxley thing, he he choked him out, kind of like is like because nothing else worked, right? But Karrion Cross choked out Tommaso Ciampa yeah. as like a form of dominance. Like yeah. I could do what I want to you. I'm gonna just choke you out. So. I'm not quite sure that I really like. like I, I was watching the entrance, and like the entrance was cool the first time, but just get tired, especially with a lack of fans. That entrance you gotta have fans for. That entrance on its own seems just a little, a little hokey, just a little hokey to I'm, me. I'm with you on that, you know. So, uh, moving forward though, we had. <laughs> so, like right after the show got posted, I was like, "Yo, I'm thinking about my picks. Like, why did I pick Velveteen Dream? <laughs> why did I? Why, why did I do that? <laughs> I show because like we talked about it, and I had the logic laid out. Right? It was a special stipulation match in a back parking lot." Like, William Regal was like, yo, I'm going to find a place where you guys will both just feel comfy. And, like, he got to the parking lot. He left the office, got to the parking lot. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Let's just do it. 
Let's do it here. Let's do it in the parking lot. Yeah, they'll like this. The parking lot with headlights. Um, yeah, I should have stuck with my initial logic that I laid out. We both went with Velveteen Dream, and Adam Cole came away victorious uh, in the back lot brawl. Um, what do you think of this match, man? I just, dude, I just didn't like the Chief win, the, the low blow. Mm. After all that, after after all they went through during that fucking match, just to end it with a low blow was just <laughs> fucking trash to me. <laughs> I feel huh? I mean, okay. Dexter, Dexter came in through the motherfuckers in the trunk and rode out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was Where's something. Where's he taking those guys? Right, where? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can call an Uber. They can't call the police. What? Jeez, man. And then I mean, Adam Cole going for the windshield. That shit was tight. Off the ladder. Like, yeah, like, dude, like, it was, dude. It was a heavy match. It was, yeah. it was tight. But um, like, just the finish, like, just fucking left a sour ass taste in my mouth. It really amounted to, like, Adam Cole had his big, huge plan, like, yeah, you guys know what to do. They're like, yeah, let's just throw all the chairs in the ring, yeah. And that was, you know, led to the finish. To the, the match, okay, let's start from the top. Adam Cole's entrance was kind of tight in that monster truck. It was kind of tight. Yeah, it was tight. Monster trucks are rad. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, Velveteen Dream as Negan from, from Walking Dead is just screaming out. 2015, 2016. Like, they're mad late. Mad late. Yeah. Yeah, because that was like three years ago. Like, certain. <laughs> it would have been tight three years ago. Yeah, certain pop culture, it either has to be super fresh to where it's dope, or it had to happen a long time ago and you're bringing it back, which makes it dope. But, like, this awkward area, it really just. just <laughs> I don't want to say tone deaf because we use that for certain things, but it, it just seems like a little behind. <laughs> a little behind on the time. They, they, um, they missed the shot big time on that one. Yeah, that shit clanged. That shit clanged. <laughs> um, along with that, I am kind of tired of cinematic matches. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm over it. Looking forward to the one we got coming up. That's for sure. Man, I hope. I know they recorded it. We'll, we'll definitely, we're definitely going to tackle that. I know they recorded. it. I really hope they don't make it a cinema. Let me focus. Let me focus. We're gonna we gonna we yeah. gonna definitely tackle that. But I'm I'm over the cinematic matches, right? So Undertaker and AJ Styles like, worked. Go ahead. It only should, like, I feel like they should only do that for like certain wrestlers that like actually like can't go the full like if you want to do a big long match, mm-hmm. then that's when you do it. Like if these guys they're young cats, they can fucking go. They got they got stamina, they can fucking do right. a legit match. Okay, yeah, fuck all that cinematic shit. But like, if you're like a guy like Undertaker, Ric Flair type of motherfucker, Sting type of motherfucker, <laughs> okay, cinematic match, I'm cool with. Yeah. But if it's young cats, no, nah, fuck all that, man. Let those guys actually get out there and get it. I think that, well, for one, there's definitely a difference between WWE cinematic matches and AEW cinematic match. So like, yeah. with the Stadium Stampede, that was a cinematic match, but it didn't look like. A, a movie on TNT. No, it was like a football match. <laughs> it, it looked, it you could tell it was a cinematic match, but it looked like a match. It still looked like a match. Whereas with WWE, they're so hell bent on making movies that it completely takes me out of it. The whole thing. So the 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 Boneyard match, 
I'll put it this way. If you're going to have a wrestling ring anywhere in your cinematic match, do not record a cinematic match. No. There's no point. Don't do it. Undertaker and AJ Styles worked perfectly. There was no ring. It was two dudes fighting, and it just didn't seem just as hokey, right? Bray Wyatt and John Cena, I'm not even sure I can call that cinematic match. That was just that was just something else. But Money in the Bank. What was that? <laughs> it, it was it was it was trash. You know what I mean? Um this match really for me it, it really hurt it. That it was a, the the final beat, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Which I would kind of consider a bad match. <laughs> like it wasn't that great. That shit was just, that was another one that was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, the cinematographer took it out for me. That, every single cinematic match that they've done besides the Boneyard match has been, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. You can't take that to a non-fan. No. And maybe no, I'm too concerned with that. Say it again. Is that going to make fun of you? Like, you really made me watch this shit? Bruh. <laughs> and maybe I'm too concerned with that. But like I'm, that's the kind of lens I'm looking at now. So when I look at a Karrion Cross entrance with nobody in the room, like if I want to take one of the bros, like yo, peep, like he's gonna be like, yo, this is what you, this is what you like. <laughs> let me, let me turn on that Dragon Ball. You know what I'm saying? I'm going home this weekend, and there's a pay per view on Sunday, and I don't even know if I want to fucking bring that even up. Like there's a pay per view this Sunday, like oh, we can watch it. Like right. <laughs> I just that one on my own, y'all, because right. <laughs> it's been tough. Like, I don't know if I want to put y'all through that. <laughs> Bro, we are addicts and fiends. But, you know, we know enough to kick the habit so we don't get made fun of. For <laughs> That's crazy. That's so crazy. But also, it speaks to the companies, too, because I would have no problem showing, like, the Stadium Stampede match to show, oh, like, yeah. the humor of wrestling, but the seriousness, right? I I would have no problem showing them the episode of, of AEW Dynamite. They've kind of figured it out. No, they got a formula. They've, yeah. they've got a recipe. So, it's, it's, it's tough, man. Um, Velveteen Dream loses and uh, can no longer challenge for the for the almost I almost said AEW championship for the NXT championship while Adam Cole is the champion. Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise it was I mean it was just kind of cool, but uh, it looks like we've got a new challenger on the way for Mister Adam Mister Adam Cole Bay Bay bars in the form of Carrying Cross. We're going to be taking on Adam Cole, or at least looking to challenge Adam Cole. You with it? That was because that was my thought. What do you think? I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, you know, like, fuck. How long have we been talking about the UE breaking up? We've been talking about that shit for like almost seventy episodes. I feel like <laughs> I don't see them and breaking he, up anytime soon. But you think this is a catalyst for it? No, I don't think it's a catalyst for it. But like, I don't know. It just needs something. Like they need to. I, you've said it tons of times on here. It's more fun watching them chase the title than it is for most people being champ. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what we're getting at right now. I mean, because every time that Adam Cole's won this past couple times, he ain't fucking done it on his own. Mm-hmm. So you think that kind of peaked? 
I think they peaked, yeah. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Um, I fuck with Adam Cole. I, I really like Adam Cole. Um, oh, I love Huey. Yeah. But... And, and and I like that he's a heel who is about, we talked about it last week, he, he's about being the best wrestler and then the lavishness of a lifestyle. Um, but he wants to win. He's going to give you his best because he is a wrestler first. But he don't like to lose. So I'm 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 down with like the heel tendencies of how he keeps his belts uh, or how he how he defends his titles. Um so that way whoever does eventually beat him, you know, that 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 overcoming, it it's that much more monumental. Uh we just, we just need fans. Um I guess, I guess that does make me even more of a real fan because mm. I do get as upset as I do with the way that he actually wins. Yeah, true. <laughs> hey, listen, he's doing his job. <laughs> he's doing his job. Like, uh, I got to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. With that with that said, man, um, you know, Scarlet came on screen and I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Oh, this oh, okay. This is he's next." Okay. I don't I'm not on the I'm not on the Carrion Cross train yet. I'm not on the Carrion Cross. Ha. Ha. Hey, bars. Bars. Pray on it. I don't, um, I don't see how anybody could be actually yeah. right now. I like the dynamic that like Carrion Cross might be like the default babyface cuz Adam Cole is Adam Cole. But like so yeah, big so. <laughs> so? You know what I'm saying? So what? Um, I mean, there's no way, like, even, like, it won't work. I don't think it'll work. I don't d- know. Dynamic-wise? Yeah. Like, Karen Cross has to, like, have some... He, he has to have some squash matches. Mm. He has to have a couple close calls before, like, it even seems, like, real. Does it seem too soon? Big time. Yeah. My initial so. my initial thought before before Finn Balor spoke into the camera, I thought Finn was gonna go after Adam Cole. We've been waiting on that for a long time. Yeah, I thought Finn was going after Adam Cole. I could totally see Karrion Cross going after Keith Lee. But I guess they see a lot that in Karrion Cross. That would be fire I think too. That makes more sense. You know? But I just I don't know. They see something in Karrion Cross clearly. I think it's too soon. In the sense, but it's also it's it's one of the it's it's a Bray Wyatt Braun Strowman match, like Karrion Cross can't lose, but it ain't it, it, he can't win yet, you know. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious to see how this I'm curious to see how this goes. Not intrigued. I'm not intrigued, but Thank I'm you. a, I'm a <laughs> little I'm a little curious. <laughs> But it ain't, it ain't gonna make me keep watching. Yeah, so we'll you know. we'll see how that how that goes, man. Um, I, I'm with Adam Cole, man. Yeah, let him. Yeah, let him hold it. Let him hold it. Um, yeah, let him hold it, man. I felt like Finn Balor was a right decision because Adam Cole keeps talking about how he's you know the greatest NXT champion. No one's held it longer than him. Um, that promo on Wednesday really felt like we were gonna get you know that Finn Balor, uh, you know the Finn Balor appearance. But you know, hey. Finn Balor's got things he wants to do. Um, he's on the way to Keith Lee. Him and Cameron Grimes are one and one. That's a subtle story that they're telling. So they've got to they've got to break that tie eventually. But uh, yeah, man, black and gold brand doing things, doing things. 
But uh, moving forward, man, the main event. So there's something about structure, <laughs> match placement, that also let me know that okay, Velveteen Dream is definitely losing. Not just the stipulation, but where it was. It wasn't even the. It wasn't the main event. It wasn't the last match on the card. The last match on the card was the triple threat match: Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and the new NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. Um. If I had to choose, I'd probably say this might this might have been match of the night for me. It was for me. Yeah. Yeah, talk me through it, man. What'd you think? See, man, like, we both agreed on it on the previous show. Why Ia wasn't going to win. <laughs> <laughs> because she didn't get no shine on the fucking video package. Right, right, right. Which should have been <laughs> should have been the message. <laughs> yeah, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> should have told us everything. And look at her, fucking high flying, fucking jumping off the house. She did jump off, and it. she didn't. She didn't like. She didn't step off the house. She jumped. She leaped. She jumped. <laughs> she leaped off that mountain. She didn't step off. Yeah. No. <laughs> she got some air. She did. She did. <laughs> she she almost killed Rhea Ripley. Um, Man. But uh, you saw they didn't show. They didn't show that finish. Because um, technically. Like, she almost killed Rhea Ripley, but she missed, like, everything she missed. <laughs> hey, she still went for it. She still went for it. And it was Rhea's, quote-unquote, fault that she missed, but she she did miss the moonsault. Uh, but she um, when I first saw it, I thought she took a knee to the face. Me too. But uh, on, on some other, other screenshots and replays I've seen, she did miss, and I'm, you know, I'm glad Rhea didn't, like, you know, get murked. But um, you know they didn't show that clean cleanly on NXT, of course. But yeah, man, NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. Um, it was so a here, weird finish. It kind of was. Y- y- you know what? That's a great point. Before I go to what I was thinking, why is that not a double pin? Yes. <laughs> why is that not a double pin? We have seen for years. When the figure four is locked in and the shoulders are down, the referee starts counting. And you can clearly see that the story that they're trying to tell is that Charlotte didn't get her legs untied to stop the pin. So if she didn't get her legs untied, I mean, she still had the figure four on. I mean, she was still pinning Rhea Ripley. Why is it not a double pin now? Because fuck it. Because fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. That's why. That's the first thing I was like, "Yo, why isn't this is why is this not a double pin?" So that was the first thing. I'm glad you brought up the finish. Um, but secondly, did Charlotte Flair do anything as NXT Women's Champion? Fuck no. Like she had a couple matches on NXT that didn't really mean fuck. I mean, it was pointless. I mean, I guess they had, I guess they fucking had to do something, but. And I guess they didn't know, you know, when Rhea Ripley's work visa issues or, or you know, travel issues would be handled. But, I mean, she came right back. <laughs> she came right back, and got nothing done. And and so that rain did nothing except add another number. To Charlotte's total reigns, but all that talk about uplifting the women's division—all she did was <laughs> she colonized it. She landed on Plymouth Rock. 
<laughs> she took that shit over and look at uh, her now. Yeah. And so seems to be moving on to a feud on Raw, you know, building something with Asuka. So it's like she lost it, didn't even care. So where like what what was the whole what was it for? What was the rain even for? So man. who knows, man? It's it's <laughs> this this entire year. This entire pandemic era of wrestling is wild. This entire year is wild. Um, nothing has made sense since 2016, but damn. 2020 can go to hell. Bruh. Go to hell and you die. Bruh. Holy shit. So, we'll see what happens next, man, with the women's division. Um, but, as we move on from NXT TakeOver In Your House, we did a recap, but we've got to uh, predict... The upcoming edition, WWE Backlash 2020. They heard me crying, complaining a month and a half ago. Where's Backlash? Where's Backlash? They brought Backlash back. Um, Yeah, it's got the Backlash name. <laughs> uh, before we get into the card, what do you think about the card itself? You could you could mute it. You could mute the phone. Um, you could tell me, hey, pause. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> gonna handle some business. Um, I'm not that I'm not that too technologically savvy. <laughs> you just you just keep it real. It's why they love you. <laughs> I'm glad they love me because I love them. No doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of the backlash card, man? On paper, overall. Well, actually, I just found out today that it's happening this Sunday, so... <laughs> so, excitement. Ain't even a word for it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I thought I remember hearing about it happening on the 14th, and then I realized, like, <laughs> fuck, I'm going to be going home for that. Yeah. And uh, I looked at the card, and I said, damn. <laughs> I see a little bit of potential in, in a couple matches. Um, and of course, if you look at it on paper, on paper, there's talent. But as far as stories go and how I think execution will go, I'm really only, you know, somewhat, I'm only seeing the potential in, in, in a couple matches itself. Um, it does feel very just, oh yeah, there's a pay-per-view this weekend, right? But we've got seven matches to choose from. As you guys know, I am uh, slightly, ever so slightly behind Big Ren. As I'm looking at this card, man, I could only, uh, you know, knowing how we we go about picking things, I I see us maybe disagreeing on like one two matches max. Maybe the multi women men match. <laughs> two two matches max. So let's start from the top, man. We've got Sheamus taking on Jeff Hardy. Talk to three, me. Three, two, one. Well, I don't want to dig in. Okay. Well, I didn't want. To, I didn't want to dig in just yet. I did. I did have some thoughts on the storyline itself. Um, oh, yeah. no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. You might have been watching it more than I have. Well, the story itself. Well, no. And again, I haven't. <laughs> I, I haven't watched SmackDown since. Um, but the story itself. Okay. So Jeff Hardy's return. They were talking about Jeff Hardy's return. And, you know, the promos would always air. You know, right before, after, you know, near a Sheamus match, and Sheamus kind of felt a way about it. Now, that's a solid foundation storyline. I took a little bit of personal offense, though, um, 
with the most recent, you know, the most recent turn of events of how they want to tell the story of not, you know, it's not so much that they played off of Jeff Hardy's sobriety issues. Now, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but for the listeners as well, um, Jeff Hardy was framed as doing a hit and run. Or not hit and run, but but damaging a car with drunk driving and whatnot. He smelled like alcohol, wrecked a car, or whatnot. Um, so I'm not necessarily necessarily like bothered that they played off of Jeff's sobriety issues. I am bothered that the same week that cities are coming together to protest certain things, that you've got Jeff Hardy handcuffed, you've got one agent, I forget who, but you also got Jason Jordan. Um, and it's interesting to me that they chose Jason Jordan, like really safe, light skinned black dude. And they're all like, oh, comply, just comply, do what they tell you, just comply. Um, when we can, <laughs> we didn't talk about the Shawn Michaels headline, but <laughs> the WWE is clearly like mad Republican. Yeah, big time. We t- that from the get go. Yeah, and so the timing of that. Is pretty fucking tone deaf. We can use tone deaf in this. This ain't the first time. It ain't. Well, hell no, it ain't the first time. But because the the first Edge and Orton match, the theories around that, yeah, yeah. Why did they do that shit? I mean, because fuck them. Yeah, because fuck them. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them. So when I read that, and I was like, okay, you got okay, Jason Jordan too, huh? Just comply. Just do what the cops tell you. Um, I, that didn't really sit right with me. They're doing what they can to really like push buttons, man. Really, just push a couple buttons. And it ain't like I've been watching their shit on a weekly basis anyway. But again, I'm a fucking fiend. I'm fucking. I'm an addict. So I'll be there on. Well, actually, you know what? I won't even be there Sunday. I'm not. You know what's so funny? I'm not sure when I'm gonna be able to watch this pay per view. <laughs> See, yeah, see, like, I don't plan on watching till Monday. Unless so, I go over to my buddy's house that actually likes this shit. Our yeah. buddy that actually likes this shit. Yeah. And so the thing is, too, it's like, how do... Because <laughs> watching it live, like, not that it seems like a chore, but... So, like, what, what, one of the Saudi Arabia shows, was it the newest Crown Jewel or, or whatever, the Super Showdown, whatever it was, I didn't see it live. And I never went back to watch it. No. I and might have. I might have actually went back to just watch like maybe one match or two. Yeah. And and that was it. Like I never. I never started that motherfucker from the beginning. Yeah. So it's like with like AEW <laughs> shows that are on Saturday nights. Like I probably have to work right. But on that Sunday, give me all the illegal links. I'm watching the whole show. I'm watching the buy-in. I'm watching everything, but with these late, these, lately these shows, like if I don't see it live, that means I gotta carve out some time to like watch it when it's already happened. When the when I barely have excitement for it anyway. It's so, tough out here, man. Next week's show is gonna be great. Yeah, we're we're hungry, but they're just feeding us shit sandwiches. Man, it was shit. We keep fucking eating them. <laughs> add, enjoying it. Add, <laughs> right, add extra mayo. Um, so yeah, that's where we that's where we are, man. And it, it, it appears that uh, so this was one of the matches where I was like, "Yo, we could probably disagree on this one," because um, I'm going with Sheamus. Oh, 
I'm going with Sheamus because this this could happen one of two ways, right? Jeff Hardy could get like the fluke win, and then Sheamus beats some ass afterward to get his heat back, or Jeff Hardy's emotions get the best of him. Sheamus handles that shit with a bro kick. He gets to talk his shit on Friday, and then Jeff Hardy comes back out, and they they brawl, and they go to like some kind of stipulation match later. And that's that's the option I think I'm gonna go with. I think Sheamus takes his first match. This clearly is not the end of their feud. It's it's come too personal. Oh man, got the cops involved. Um, Sheamus tried to try to Karen Jeff Hardy. So because uh, like I feel like, like the next stipulation can be like a ladder match because Sheamus does good in ladder matches. Well, I mean, what would they fight for? Car keys. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the next? What is the next pay per view? That's July. They already did Money in the Bank. Um, so no name pay per view number six. So yeah, they could add in some kind of stipulation just to add in the violence to it. Um, I can see that happening. But yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Sheamus in this first match and uh, going with Jeff Hardy. So I'm lurking, dog. This is a pivotal, pivotal match. Oh, you're too comfy, dog. <laughs> well, I should tell you that, dog. Man, <laughs> hey, you, you, you ahead. You're ahead right now. Don't get too comfy. We got a long, long trek to go. I'll, I'll fart in the seat a bunch for you if you ever get ahead of me. Well, I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring my own seat. I'll bring my own seat. <laughs> okay. I'll bring a seat with me. <laughs> Foreign butt warmth is so weird to me. Yeah, it is. Like sitting in a seat that somebody just sat in is it's it's kind of awkward for those first thirty seconds. It's like, uh, well, uh, yeah, no, fuck all that. Yeah, it's a little too hot. It's a little too hot. <laughs> a little too zesty. Um, moving on, man, for the United States Championship. Apollo Crews defends against Andrade. They've got a little bit of a backstory, man. Andrade injured Apollo Crews, taking him out of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Apollo came back, was like, all right, dude, let me get that belt up off you. Run that belt. It's my belt, punk. We'll keep it in my house. And Apollo <laughs> Cruz is the new United States champion. Andrade won a uh, triple threat match. I believe it was him, Kevin Owens, and was it uh, Humberto? Humberto Carrillo? Yes. Indeed, indeed. Uh, how do you see this going, man? Apollo Cruz versus Andrade. Uh, let's let's have a let's give it to Apollo. Apollo defends. Yeah, let's keep Apollo that retains. Going for- We've already been watching fucking. We've seen Andrade fucking for almost a year now. Yeah. With the goddamn U.S. title, and it's just been the same fucking show every goddamn week with him. That's super facts. That's super facts. Yeah. Let let Apollo Cruz. I mean, we've hear, we've heard for years about what a talent Apollo Cruz is. We've heard for how you know how much well they've got all these plans for him. Uh, plus, it's his first title defense, so it, it makes sense for him to defeat the guy he beat to let him know you can beat him twice. Let Apollo run the United States division for a while. Let Andrade um, transfer to the tag team division. Him and, and Angel Garza, um, you know, give give him give the Street Profits another tag team to defend against. Um, I'm totally with that. Yeah, especially you know, Zelina Vega has been you know, one of the better managers of you know in in uh, in WWE right now. Uh, what? Are there any other managers in WWE right now? I don't know, but she's been good at her job. It don't matter how many others there are. She's been good at her job, so I don't want to take nothing away from her. Salute to that. Yeah, salute to that. Um, but, yeah, let, let Andrade and Angel Garza, yeah, go go do some stuff in the tag team division. It's natural. they got a stable. So, yeah, let's let them, uh, let them, let them, let them pat, let, let part ways. Easy for me to say. 
Um, for the women's tag team championship, the winners are gonna face Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart on NXT next week. We've got the new women's tag team champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks, taking on the newly returned Iconics, taking on the recently former tag team champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Talk to me, dog. All right, didn't all these tag teams come from NXT? Every single one. Not, okay. Alexa and, Alexa and Nikki didn't, but they both came from NXT. Yeah, every single one. That, that's that's what I meant. Like, all yeah. these chicks, they all came from NXT. All these capable female performers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to save us. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep... I want some zest, but, like, I'm trying to save us, too. I mean... Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm fucking with you. Um... Oh, man. I'm, like, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Sasha and Bailey Retain. Yeah. And then, what if we get to see the breakup on NXT? I think that'd be fire. Next week? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, um, I don't think they'll go with the breakup yet. I think they want a crowd for that breakup. Because that, that breakup needs a crowd. Oh, it definitely does. Um, they're, they're already talking about moving fucking SummerSlam to either Georgia or Florida so they can have a crowd. But right, right, right. It's going to work. Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure either. Um, but, yeah, along the same lines as of the Apollo Crews match, like, they just got the belts. Um, and it ain't like they care about the belts, but everyone who has a belt seem to have, like, at least a month reign, right? So... To me, well, not to me, because clearly they they don't really care about the women's tag team championships. They're just kind of there. But I think they're using them more as a not not necessarily standing on their own, but more as a prop for the eventual Bailey and Sasha breakup, more than anything. So, um, yeah, I see them retaining. I mean, no sense. I mean, they just they just got them. They just got them what a week and a half ago. So, because it just kind of doesn't make sense to hot shot them again. Um. So I'm gonna go with Sasha and Bailey, and then and, next week we'll sit here and say the Iconics are new champions. Uh, go ahead. I, I, think, I think the reason they put them in, yeah, no shit. I think the reason they put them in this triple threat match is just to add just a bit more spice to it, just yeah. just so we can they can make us think that oh yeah, there's a big chance that they'll lose the titles because it's a triple threat tag right. match. Yeah, that's all it is. Little little zest. Alexa and Nikki are getting their their rematch. That's not a rematch because there are no rematches. And the Iconics just came back recently, so yeah, throw them in a title feud. <laughs> what what else do we do? Been saying that no rematch shit. Like that's been like for almost two years now. Yeah, man, look at us. <laughs> look, look at us now. Look, look where we are now. Look at me now. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so we're both going with, with Bailey and Sasha. Uh, moving on, man, to the Raw Women's Championship match. We've got Asuka taking on Nia Jax. I'm going to go with Asuka. Mm-hmm. But, see, like, we haven't, 50, seen, 50. we haven't seen Shane in a while. We haven't seen Shane in a while. I hear you. You think she factors and in or you think she's next? I think she factors in. Mm, okay. I think she gets involved. 
I think she goes after Naya. Okay. Try to something. Like she wants to be the one to beat Asuka? Yeah, like so like she might she might come in and fuck up Naya because I mean if you're looking at the two, there's a pretty big difference in the two. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> no doubt. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Oscar, and and maybe Shayna comes back this this pay per view. Like I said, I haven't watched, and I haven't yeah. watched Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, in a long time. Um, I'm gonna go with Oscar as well for a couple reasons. Um, this entire card, like you look at all the championship matches, except for you know the the top two titles, and even them, and even then, we'll we'll, we'll talk about those in a little bit, but. You know, the U.S. Championship, the Women's Tag Team Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, all of these matches are like first-time title defenses. Yeah. To where, if they lose it so soon, of course, you know, if you got the right feud going. Like, I remember back, you know, in in 2000, you know, Triple H and The Rock traded the title, the the heavyweight title. Um, So, Rock won it at Backlash and then lost it to Triple H at Judgment Day. And then lost it back to The Rock in the six-man tag at King of the Ring 2000. Like, that kind of made sense. That's The Rock and Triple H, right? We don't got The Rock and Triple H <laughs> in, in these matches, um, feud-wise or, or character-wise. So, all, a lot of these matches are first-time title defenses to where it just kind of doesn't make sense to just hot-shot the title again. Um, but on t- It's just the same shit over and over if they do that. Yeah, right? And, and but on top of that, with Oscar specifically, um, kind of a you know a, a two path branch there. For one, I see Oscar having maybe not as long of a reign as Becky Lynch did, because Becky, you know, caught fire with the crowd. And just be to be frank, she's more marketable than than Oscar, um, which I know is a, is a thing they really care for. But also, I see Oscar on a collision course with Charlotte. Eventually, she's next in line. She may be next in line, but I do I do see it coming. I do see it coming. That they get her, always get her, get they her coming up. Yeah, they always have great matches. They can't not put Charlotte in important things. That's just what they do. Um, I hope Charlotte. I hope Oscar beats Charlotte. <laughs> finally, I know, I, I know you and I both when we were watching that Charlotte Oscar match. It, what was it? WrestleMania thirty four. Yeah, and we both were like, what the fuck? I was tight. I was tight. Yeah, bro. I was tight. The Royal Rumble winner, Asuka, tapped out to Charlotte. It was her first loss, and she gave up. I'm yeah, tight. Oh, I'm tight all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tight all over again. And then, before WrestleMania 35, Charlotte beat Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Why? Tight. And she might have tapped out then. She may not have tapped out. I don't know. But in the story I'm telling, she tapped out and I'm sick. Super sick. But I see that collision course coming. I hope Asuka wins finally. Maybe that's the SummerSlam match. So maybe there is something in between. Um, But yeah, man. I see Asuka taking out Nia Jax. Maybe we do see a Shayna Baszler Asuka match. Which, listen. I mean. We talk about the NXT call-ups, right? We always talk about how they just don't, they aren't what they were in NXT. And Shayna Baszler is becoming that as well. Yeah, dude. She, I, mean, I mean, she bit Becky Lynch in the neck. 
and murked the entire you know Raw Women's Division in the uh, the Elimination Chamber match. Um, so that there was some promise there, but if we can get like any semblance, just a piece of NXT Shayna and NXT Oscar, I'm all with that. Sign me up. Sign me up. So, I'm looking at the card. I'm I'm seeing who was in NXT, who wasn't. So Apollo Crews and Andrade, Bailey and Sasha, all six of the women's. Most of this, I mean, we're getting to that era where <laughs> the majority of the roster came from NXT. Drew McIntyre is kind of a caveat. He was, I mean, he went to NXT, but he was already on the roster. It was kind of one of those things. But we're getting to that era to where a lot of the roster is from NXT. So they got to make a decision of who <laughs> who they want these people to be. That's scary. <laughs> For everybody. Addicts and and fans alike. So uh, we're both taking Asuka. Moving on. Dog. I don't know if you heard. Now ain't nobody seen it. But apparently we're going to be seeing the greatest wrestling match ever. It's already the greatest. Because WWE told us. And it's already the greatest because they already recorded it. So they can get all of the angles and cuts. Perfect. Edge is taking on Randall Keith. Um, first and foremost, again, again yes, again. Um, I'll ask my question in a bit. So, because you mentioned again, that made that jog my thought. I saw a thought somewhere. I saw a headline somewhere that Edge doesn't want to work with newer guys, with the younger guys. He kind of just wants to work with. You know the the, the people he knows, the Randall Keiths of the world. I'm not sure where like a Seth Rollins falls in. He's a little different. I would love to see that match. Um, yeah. What do you think of that? If if that's true, what do you think of that? I mean, he had a pretty pretty heavy duty injury that took him out for a long time. So I mean, he might be a bit shy of the new guys. These young these you young know? boys is reckless with their flippy dudes and super kicks and leg slaps. Yeah. Yeah, you, the leg slaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My leg is twitching now. Man. But no, like, no, I understand it. I feel, I mean, I, I, I want to say I understand it. Um, it's, back, it's, whatever he feels safe doing, I guess, I'm cool with. I guess whenever it comes down to it, whatever he feels safe doing. I'm with, but like that is the biggest thing. This I see. This is gonna be the second match of his <coughs> comeback career. Yeah, and it's gonna be another cinematic match. Well, okay, that's where I was gonna go next. Let's 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 table that for a second. I was gonna go there next, but as far as I answer that question, it's I'm 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 kind of with you. Like I'm both ways on it. Because on one hand, yeah, safety. And maybe he thinks these new dudes are, are, the leg slaps are too vicious, right? But also, these new dudes, I mean, yeah, for one, they grew up watching Edge. They love Edge. But also, this is a chance for Edge to, like, put over some new names. You think he doesn't want to do that? I don't think he doesn't want to put them, I don't think he doesn't want to put them over. I think it might be more of a, a nervousness, a fear aspect. Like, I hope yeah. these new dudes don't leg slap me to death. Like, 
So I could see Edge in the ring with a Seth Rollins, an AJ Styles. He's not a newbie by any means. An AJ Styles, um, a Kevin Owens, right? I was, I was, I was just gonna say Kevin Owens. Too. Yeah, you know AJ. I mean, they just traded AJ to SmackDown, so that's dead. We won't be able to see Daniel Bryan and Edge, which would have been fire. Uh, Roman Reigns. There are there are great matches that can be had. So I guess I wonder what the cutoff is for a quote-unquote new guy. Because, I mean, a Roman Reigns-Edge match is intriguing, even though that's SmackDown. Um, I mentioned AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, um, Drew McIntyre. Um, he ain't trying to take that big old <laughs> That Claymore? He ain't taking the Claymore. Um, so there's, de- there's definite names out here. Uh, but that was actually going to be my question. So it's been recorded already, as we've been told. Do you think they're going to present it cinematic style, though? I think they're going to, yeah. You think so? I, I, no, I, I do think they're going to because they recorded it last week. They recorded it over a week ahead. Yeah. And they don't necessarily – I mean, because SmackDown used to be – not every SmackDown was live. SmackDown used to be recorded. Yes. So I'm wondering, and I know they've recorded it early, which means they can edit it how they want to. The what was so funny is that the ma- <laughs> in the article I read that I saw that they that they already recorded it is that the match is said to be really long. <laughs> when I read that, man, I said, "Fuck me!" Like, bro, they're still <laughs> doing the last man standing match. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> how are you like, recording? How you recording two just- matches at once? You can't have these long ass matches with no fans. I mean, it just doesn't work. Man, it it, it is harder to buy into the near fall. So I'm I'm a little concerned about how long the match will be. Um, listen, I I like both guys. I've always enjoyed Randall yeah. Keith's work. I've always enjoyed Edge's work. They've never neither one really been my favorite guy. But uh, there's an entry here. They clearly have chemistry. I mean, go back and look at their. Uh, it was. Backlash? No, it wasn't Backlash 04. I think it was uh, It was in between Backlash 04 and SummerSlam 04 where Edge defeated Randy Orton for the Intercontinental title. That was a great match. Uh, so they've got chemistry. I'm a little concerned with how long this might be with no with no crowd aspect. I can Bro, the tell. Last one was like 44 minutes, wasn't it? it? Man, listen, that match is still going on, some say. So it. um. Yeah, and so, you know, and I appreciate too. I can already tell the story that they're going to tell. It's a straight-up wrestling match based on skills. So I can tell it's going to start slow. It's going to have a certain psychology to it. So on the premise of what the idea is, a straight-up match, I can get behind that. I'm just concerned about a little bit about the execution. And I'm concerned that they're already calling it the greatest match ever just because they said it's going to be, and it hasn't even happened yet. But sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I, no! I just had a question. So, like, so there's no stipulations in this match. It's just a straight up. It's a straight up one on one match. Yep. Oh my god! And then they said it's gonna be long. Oh, <laughs> Pack a lunch, bro. Like, dude, I won't, dude. Kenny Omega versus what's his name? That was an hour long. I love that. Yeah. Well, but like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That was live. <laughs> An hour long live match. Do you like think, I've never seen that before. 
So what is it about the recorded aspect that has you nervous? Because it's not live. Like, they're not actually, like, out there getting it. Like, uh, even if there's a fuck-up, mm-hmm. like, they have to figure that out right then and there yeah. when the fuck-up is and, like, fix it within a split second. Like, that that's what make that that is what the beauty of professional wrestling is. An adaptation right on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And let me keep the show rolling. Let me ask you this. So, the Bray Wyatt-Braun Strowman match... Um, that was, that was recorded too. That wasn't a live match. What did you think about that? It just happened. Yeah. We watched the, watched the replay. The talent, you know. that's, is it more of a reflection of the talent involved? I mean, like, it's, and it's going to sound like I'm just dogging it so much. Mm. And I'm, I'm not necessarily trying to dog it, but, like, professional wrestling is a very special sport. Like, it, there's nothing else yeah. like it. And I think, and, I, and and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think what you're saying is, even though you're not saying it, is that the live aspect is one thing, but live in front of fans is what you prefer. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, and, and I say that because, like... All the all of the wrestling we grew up on, um, the vast majority was taped and was put together, and they they edited out some of the 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 tweaks and the, and the flaws. Yeah, we we're too poor back then to realize that we'd have to watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> we were young, yeah, we were young, and we didn't know any better. So, Our parents were paying for that fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like you know Monday Night Raw or WCW Thunder or old eighties stuff. Like, if it wasn't a pay per view, it was recorded weeks in advance. See, but like I didn't know that then. Right, 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 right. I feel you. So for so for you knowing that it's recorded and not happening right in front of you, that's that's a problem. Yes. Okay. For me, I think my issue is it's been hyped already. Like when they announced the match, they announced it as the greatest wrestling match ever, right? Now, you don't just you don't just do that for one. And then for two, you already hyped it as the greatest wrestling match ever, and then you already recorded it. To present it how you want it to come off. If yeah, it was no, just that shit don't work like that. Yeah. So for me, if it was just if the match was already recorded, that's fine with me, right? But don't tell me I'm about to see the greatest shit ever four weeks in advance and then you record it to edit it exactly how you want to. I think that's where my problem is. Like they're telling us basically Fuck them if they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest because we said so. Exactly. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Shit. Uh, talk to me, man. Uh, talk, talk me through your thoughts, man. Who you, uh, who you see uh, Who you see taking it? Why do you see him taking it? How, how'd you get there? Oh, man. Okay. Um, so I haven't watched any live shows, Smack Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, but wasn't uh, wasn't Christian on Raw this past week talking to Edge about it? Yes, sir. And like, 
and from what I read, it sounded like he was kind of digging him, like, like not in a good way about it. Well, he was digging him at first. It was one of those things that, like, bros do. Yeah, he was saying that, like, here, these are, w- without saying he was saying it, but people, he was saying, like, oh, these are what the people are saying. You're washed up. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then he flipped it around, like, yo, I believe in you. Once Edge got hyped, got, got hyped, got hot, got tight, got tight, he's like, yeah, that's the Edge I know. You're going to whoop his ass, bro. We used to be brothers. We're not brothers anymore. But you're going to whoop his ass. So, yeah, he was he was just kind of just laying the foundation. He wasn't really digging at him for real, for real. But it, it played out that way at first. And and I always heard when Edge re-signed, he signed for three matches. I'd never heard that. Okay. I heard that he signed for only three matches. Really? Yes. That I did not know. Okay. Talk to me. From from whenever he came back from Royal Rumble, and I, I don't consider that a match. No. So we've had two already. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna have we're gonna have number two. Yeah. And this might be far fetched as hell. Mm-hmm. But uh, Christian gets involved, and then his final match is Edge versus Christian. Hmm. Hmm. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that idea. That's kind of fucking dope. Like, we've both had some ideas over the years. I'm like, nah. But that's kind of de- <laughs> that's kind of decent. Um, that. Especially because, you know, lately I've been seeing a lot of interviews from Christian about how he's never getting back in the ring. Yeah. Like, the concussion. He had concussion issues. He's never getting back in the ring. His injury was a little different than Daniel Bryan's, and he's just never getting back. That's a that's really that's a really cool idea. I really like that, Ren. That that shit made me laugh out loud. That's how much I liked it. <laughs> wow. Um. Okay. I'm I, listen. I'm not mad at that. You said Edge, and I, and I hadn't seen that Edge no sign for three matches. Um, I hadn't seen it anywhere, but that that <laughs> that does kind of make sense. Uh, for for you know Edge and Christian to be both of their last matches. That's it's that's very poetic. That's some great storytelling there. So uh, and, and I feel like about it, like they both one hundred percent. I feel like they both one hundred percent sign off on that. Like fuck yeah, yeah. I would imagine like, they trust I, each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you know, even if somewhere to go wrong, like they understand. You know what I mean? And you, you, you notice it too. You know, it's either uh, you know the story throughout the years is that you either have your best matches with your best friend or somebody you don't really like that much. <laughs> and 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 Edge was on the last one. Say it again. Edge would be Chris. Edge, Edge would be Christian. Christian, I'm calling it now. Okay. But to retire. Yeah. Okay. They'd both be done. That's not bad, man. I kind of kind of like that. So then uh, you're going with Randy Orton, Randall Keith. I am. Okay. I'm going with Randy. Okay. It seems it seems fair. I feel you. <laughs> it seems fair. The the world of uh, parody one one win one loss in WWE. Yeah. So I kind of see as far as how these things can go. Randy Orton challenged him, right? So he believes he's a better wrestler. So part of me could see Randy Orton beating Edge in a great match. Um, and then you know having the the blow off match where you know either one of the win with another stipulation. Um. I didn't factor in Christian at all, so I'm, I'm going to leave him out of my thoughts as far as you know how I kind of see it going. 
But, you know, as far as, yeah, that can how I can see, you know, Randy Orton winning. On the other end, I could kind of see Edge winning this one, too, because, like, yo, I whooped your ass <laughs> at WrestleMania. I'm still whooping your ass, to, some would say. Fuck my wife up, so I'm definitely going to try to fuck you up again. Right, so I, I whooped your ass. Right. about that. <laughs> yeah, so he, he whooped his ass for that, right? And then now it's like, oh, you want to challenge my actual skills? Like, bro, I'm an ex-time heavyweight champion of the world. Like, I got skills to where this match might be the one to reestablish Edge's actual wrestling skills. Like, I remember when, um, you know, when Shawn Michaels came back. He came back against Triple H in a street fight. So it's kind of like, yeah, that, that first match back, you know, you don't have to adhere to the same rules. You got a little more looseness. But I think, you know, and, and Sean came back in the Elimination Chamber three months later, which is more wrestling, but it's still you got your props. And but, but he didn't start doing, like, regular matches until, you know, shortly after that, getting his, his ring legs ready. Whereas I think this match is, is definitely to reestablish that Edge can wrestle not just because he was, you know, an 11-time, however many-time champion before, but now that he's back nine years later, I can still wrestle you. So, for that reason, I'm going to go with Edge. Was this the other match that you thought we were going to disagree on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes, this was the one, and and we did exactly that. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Edge. I think there's just some kind of poetic about you know Randy Orton, like yo, motherfucker. I, I get listen. You whoop my ass with a chair. You whoop me with a chair. But put that chair, throw that chair away. Give me these hands real quick. I'll back and take it with these hands, and it still gets the hands. I think that's just kind of funny. Um, and plus, I know Randy like truly respects Edge, not just as a performer, but as a man. Yeah. So he wants to do exactly whatever he can to put over Edge as a as a superstar, as a friend, and I think he'd have no problem being a participant in however long the match is, and and you know doing doing the favors, man. Um, I don't know if I see this going a third match. I could I could see it going a third match, maybe SummerSlam to blow it off, um, where Orton finally gets the win, or maybe they go like Batista Triple H, where Batista beat Triple H three times straight. Um, you know, maybe they go that route, but I, I do like your Christian idea. I really do. That's a really fun. That's a really fun idea. Um, I hadn't factored that in, but I I see Edge taking it. Well, yeah, like it'd be it'd be extremely fun, and I mean, I and and if that was the real deal that he only signed for three matches, mm-hmm. why would you like? Yeah, yeah, you, Randy might be your boy. But come on, like you want to give us something else. You want to give the fans something else, and I, and I feel like Edge versus Christian would be the perfect blow off. Like just set, like set the sails, be yeah, done with the it. The story is, yeah, the story is clearly there. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we got ourselves a little more excited than we originally were for this specific match, especially. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> yeah, which I'm, I'm here for that. I'm definitely here for that. So. I'm with him, man. Edge, uh, and we split. You picked Randy Orton, I picked Edge. This match, though, I talked about how I'm not going to, like, I won't be able to watch it live 
there's that aspect, but I don't know when I'll be able to watch any of the actual pay-per-view. This match I am going to watch and, and take the time to watch. So I'll set aside two and a half hours um, and fall asleep and then wake up and it'll still be going. And I'll catch the finish right on time. So, no doubt. The greatest wrestling match ever. You know, off the top of your head, because we're just having fun. I just saw this now. Because clearly, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say clearly. But, actually, yes, I should say clearly. I'm going to say clearly. There's no fans. Fans make a match what it is. If you had to pick, just off the top of your head, greatest match ever. Fuck, dog. I know, dude. I don't know either. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, um, I can't even call it, bro. I feel like you. off the top of my head, I, I can't definitely call just, it. Uh, I definitely was just shooting off the hip. Um, yeah, I mean, this is such a great art form. I mean, Sean and Kurt, um, Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair, all three. Um, you'll, you'll probably say one of my. You'll probably say my pick. I was gonna say like, Steve. I was gonna say Steve Austin and Bret Hart, which I know you love. I know you love that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I was man. actually. Like, I was gonna pick like any of like the Stone Cold Rock matches. Stone Cold. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rock and Austin. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So there's a lot like, of candidates. Nobody ever gets tired of watching those. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. So I, I, I'm definitely hoping for a great match. Absolutely, I would never wish a poor performance on anyone. Um, for their sake and, and for mine. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. We're down to two matches, man. For the big straps, the Universal Championship, we've got a handicap match. Braun St- <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Braun Strowman taking on both Miz and Morrison. I mean, we just did a handicap match early in the year for a championship where Braun Strowman lost the Intercontinental title to Sami Zayn. Um, via Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and, and, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, talk to me, man. Talk to me. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. We got somebody coming back this one. Oh, word. Oh, got Bray back. right when you said that, I knew who you meant. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Bray Wyatt's not going to win the motherfucker, obviously, because he's not the goddamn match. Mm-hmm. But Hey, man, Brock, 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 Brock Lesnar won Money in the Bank that one time, so hey. Well, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Braun's going to lose. And, like, how like, so what are they going to do? Fucking uh, Freebird title for the fucking okay. heavyweight title? So you think Miz and Morrison are going to be the champions? I think they are. Wow. Okay. 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 But it ain't gonna be for long. Uh huh. Bray's gonna come back. Bray's gonna come back during the match and fuck it up for Strowman. Mm. Not even get involved. White's gonna go out. Type shit. You know, Bray's gonna come back as a fucking fiend. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen the fiend in a while. Right. I don't think we've even seen Bray since the match at Money in the Bank. We haven't. So. And then Bray's going to go on to beat both Miz and Morrison as the Fiend. Hmm. He's going to back. Interesting. And you know what? I, 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 uh, 
even though the logic of three men beating one makes sense, I was definitely watching that one handicap match from February. Like, yo, who fucking is the champion, right? So I don't know. And sure. and they didn't do Freebird rule. They gave it to Sami Zayn because he was the one who got the pin. So maybe they do this with Miz and Morrison, even though they're a tag team. I don't really know. Um, I'll, I will. I'm gonna give them some. I'm gonna commend them on this, right? Because clearly we see Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman again, right? We see this coming. Um, they've been really good with not going right back to the rematch right afterward. Um, with this, and there are other few that it's happened with. I can't come to mind. That aren't coming to mind, but like, um. Yeah, you, you have the first match, and then you kind of pivot, and you kind of come back to the second match You know, a month or two later. So I'll give him credit for not just going right to the rematch. I'll give him credit for that. Um, I'm picking Braun Strowman. Okay. I'm picking Braun Strowman. Um, I thought we were going to go the same way on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking Braun Strowman to, to, to knock it out. You know, yeah, two men should be one. I know he lost to three men, but I think uh, yeah, I think they I think he's gonna get Miz and Morrison up out of here, man. Retain the title. This whole this match and this whole pay per view, really, but this match screams filler for me. Oh, you ain't lying. Give him something all. to do, right? Like this match could have been taken. You know, this match didn't have to happen on Backlash. They could have put the Intercontinental Championship Finals on this card instead yes, of. I don't well, they had the tournament because Sami Zayn um, wasn't coming in to defend it. So they had the tournament. And uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are going to uh, compete for it tonight. Tonight on SmackDown, if you're, if you're listening to this on Friday. Um, so, I mean, that would have been a great match to put on Backlash. But maybe it would have been <laughs> – maybe it, it wouldn't have been a, a good counteraction to the, the greatest wrestling match ever. But if you want a strong card, yeah, throw that on, and then you know, save save this handicap match for another time. But it scream it screams out, "Hey, let's give our heavyweight champion something to do, even if it's not a great idea." Can't disagree with you on that one. You know, and hell, who else is even on SmackDown that he could challenge or that could challenge him? Because AJ is nope. AJ is busy. Sheamus is busy. What other heels do they have? We don't know who that hacker is yet. Xavier. You think Xavier was? I think you said that last show. <laughs> I think so. So he's just been hacking away and New Day was like, man. Or maybe Big E. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Word. Big E is hilarious on social media. Big E's a man. I've been following Big E for years on Twitter. Yeah, Big E is a man. He's killing it. And he's like the the like company wide answer for someone who's been underutilized. Oh yes. Yeah. Big time. I don't know if you watched the uh I never watched backstage, but I watched the one with uh Daniel Bryan on there. It was him, uh Renee Young and CM Punk. He spoke about Big E, didn't he? Yeah, they they brought up CM Punk or they brought up Big E and CM Punk was like, Yeah. He was like, Yeah, they're still not using him right? <laughs> like still? Like he's been gone for six years, and he's like, "Damn, they're still not using him, <laughs> right?" I, I got, I gotta watch that because it sounds like they break total kayfabe on it. They, you know what they they do? Um, they they break kayfabe in a somewhat kayfabe way. 
Okay. They give you a taste, but they don't give you all the spices. They they give you something to think about. Yeah, like they definitely talk about like in it just in that interview, they talked about um how, you know, neither one of them well, Dana Bryan especially was like, listen, I didn't really want to go to WWE in the first place. <laughs> like, I was cool with, like, making a living and just wrestling how I was wrestling. Um, but, yeah, it was it was, it was was fun, man. It's like a 25, 29-minute uh, clip on YouTube. Perfect. Yeah. So, I got to ask you this, man. Um, you know, because we still got Mr. Money in the Bank, man. Mr. Mr. Otis. You think he gets involved? I mean, we've been hit with tons of swerves this year. Mm-hmm. I hope you don't. You hope not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I, I hope he sticks with his plan to do it for the tag team titles. Has but, Tuck, I don't think I've seen anything from Tucker <laughs> like in, Tucker. A, in a minute. Tucker. <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> I ain't seen that in a minute, minute. So, no, yeah. I hope Otis saves it for the titles. Yeah, for the tax titles for his bro. That would be dope. That'd be a sweet thing to do. <laughs> sweet, <Yeah>. sweet, sweet. <laughs> yo, yo, Otis is Cartman without all the racist bullshit. With all the, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a good-hearted Cartman. Yes, I can fuck with that. I can. <laughs> I can fuck with that. I like that analogy. Yeah. He's a good-hearted Cartman. That is funny as hell. I like that a lot. I'm really surprised we uh we we went different ways on that one, man. Taking Miz and Morrison, going with LeBron Strowman. As we come to our final match of this podcast for the WWE Championship, we've got Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley. Looks like Bobby Lashley has uh, ditched Lana or is on the way to ditching Lana in favor of MVP. And your man's is... uh, is, You say what? You say he's an an idiot? (laughs) I was going to go the complete opposite way. (laughs) But that's funny. Tell, Tell me more. Tell me more. No, I'm just... I'm just being wild. I mean, Lana... I mean, you know... Lana, um, Lana is an attribute boost. Yes, you see how you see how I did that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Use yeah, your I, use your words. I totally agree with you. Yeah, use your <laughs> use your words. Um, yeah, she's an attribute boost, but you know MVP. I mean, listen, this is a rough and tumble world. It ain't ballet, as they always say. So I kind of like the inclusion of MVP when wanting to uh, you know put a bug in Bobby Lash's ear and and bring him back to how they've always presented him. They've always they always talk about how Bobby Lashley will whoop your ass, but he ain't really been whooping ass like that over the last little while. So I like this new change and I like this new focus in Bobby Lashley. I'm, I mean, like I was always waiting on the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match. Yeah. Um, and and and, and, I, and as you know, I don't like to be like you know. I saw, I heard, even though there's been a lot of that here this episode, whatever. But you know, I, I've been seeing that that might be some you no know, possible for SummerSlam. Oh, the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar. 
I would fuck with it if it was built right. As where as far as where Bobby Lashley stands right now, not so much. But it's only June, so I mean, you know, two months from now, yeah, that could shake. That could super shake. That could super shake. Um, but yeah, man, I'm expecting a really physical match. Bobby Lashley and his new, his not newfound, but you know, refound physicality combined with Drew McIntyre, who's a fucking specimen, a whole beast. I'm expecting a really physical match, um, more entertaining than I think it looks on paper. Oh yeah, go big motherfuckers going at it. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't this is gonna be a slow match. As nah. big as these guys are, this motherfucker gonna be a slow burner. It's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. It only gonna, last ten minutes. It's gonna be a fight. It's really gonna be yeah, a fight. It'll be a, it'll be a ten minute slobber knocker, burn the bar down. Yeah, getting man. after it. <laughs> That's a fact. Let me ask you this: Do we see? And I gotta ask it totality. Do we see both Lana and MVP get involved? Yes. We see them both. Yes. Yeah, and, and I I wanted to present it as an all or nothing kind of thing because I didn't want to, because I mean Lana clearly is not happy with you know MVP, Bobby Lashley isn't exactly happy with Lana, MVP it ain't it ain't personal against Lana, but he sees I mean he sees something in Bobby Lashley so that's a cool interesting dynamic there. I don't know if I see them both getting involved, but listen this is WWE where people don't just lose by losing all the time. They got to be like the distracted well, superstar. We'll see. Like I don't, I don't necessarily see them getting involved with the match, but like, mm. I do see Lana coming out and getting pissed. The MVP is where he's at right now with Lashley. Word. Okay. And then Lashley looking over, like, "What the fuck? I told you to get the fuck out of here." I feel that. I feel that. I yeah. sent, sent you off. <laughs> right. 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 So maybe she just walks down the <laughs> ramp and distracts Bobby Lashley inadvertently. And that causes him to lose. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure we have, I'm pretty sure we picked the same motherfucker on this one. Yeah, we, yeah, we're going the same way. We're going the same way. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Correct. Yeah. Um, anyway, and with that regard, that's why I was kind of surprised when you picked, you know, Miz and Morrison. Because to me, even though this is, you know, technically, and I'm not, I'm not counting that big show shit. Uh, <laughs> so technically, this is Drew's second defense along with Braun Strowman. You know, every single title. Is a first defense or a second defense? Um, the the more you bring up my pick for the Braun match, makes me want to go back on it, but I can't. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my fault, dog. Listen, you made a great decision. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Fuck him. That's why. <laughs> Facts. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. So we got Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew McIntyre retaining. Listen, I'm not gonna front, man. I, I was joking about the Miz and Morrison thing. Like there could be, and I don't think we. I don't think we've seen it before. Like a a, a fake Freebird rule with a singles championship. Like we've been talking about how New Day should have been did that, and they never did. So why guys? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but the fact that you said it is really humorous to me. <laughs> so I'm rolling. Yeah, I'm with it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So, no doubt, man. So after we've uh, broken down backlash, man, how do you how do you feel about the show now? 
I'm still going to have my fucking non-wrestling fans watch it with me on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm about, yeah, about the same. I'm feeling about the same. Uh, about the same. Yeah. Feeling about the same. Um, like I said, I, I won't be able to watch it live. As, you know, Neither one of us will be able to watch it live. Um, I'm definitely going to watch the Edge-Randy Jordan match. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to put on the whole show. I'm gonna try to put on the whole show. And, oh yeah, uh, and, and power through it. You know, maybe I'll be surprised. I don't want to just discount the entire the entire roster and, and and what they're gonna do. But um, but yeah, as far as my feelings, like I I feel about the same. I feel about the same. Um, yeah, it it had to happen sometime because we always we do a show and we walk in like. Eh. Eh, but then we walk out like, okay, this shit might be decent. But you know, this one? it can't 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 be a hundred percent. It can't be a hundred percent. Can't be a hundred percent every time. <laughs> and that's just the way the world works. That's how it works, man. That's how numbers numb. Numbers go numb. So numbers numb. Yeah, numb I mean. numbers. <laughs> no doubt, man. So we just broke down predicted WWE backlash twenty twenty. We will be back next week with the recap. Of the week that was Big Ren, let me know how to reach you on the social medias, dog. You got it, dog. Dog. You find you got you motherfuckers can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. A motherfucker. A <laughs> underscore. M A A F H U C K A. And y'all can also find me on Snapchat. Moffed up three sixteen. M A A F F H H D U P three one six. Check it out, motherfuckers. <laughs> Cause you knew, you knew I was laughing. <laughs> I heard you laughing. I'm like, damn. He called the motherfuckers so effortless. Like you motherfuckers can check me out. Yeah, that shit was funny. You loyal, good-hearted listeners. Can find me on Twitter. I love y'all. <laughs> on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvie Desayuno, J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out Facebook.com slash Juve. Check out me and Ren on the show page at The Hard Camera on both Twitter and the Instagrams. But above all else, man, most importantly, you listen to us on Spotify right now. Grab that link, copy that link, share that link to everybody you love. Now, if you made it this far, it's because you're a diehard wrestling fan and you enjoy what we do. However, we got a lot of listeners who like to just listen to the first 40 minutes or so. Just us talking about our lives and and the stuff going on around us. We got something for everybody, man. Great content that we can believe in. Great content you can believe in. Great content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Please. I'm fucking broke. (laughs) Facts, man. Facts, man. I am your guy, Juve. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, <clears throat> Big Ren, the legendary. And together we are Doom. Until next time, we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.